5W233DB Norwich. This hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. A federal appeals court greenlights continued use of a widely dispensed abortion drug, but with certain restrictions. Mifepristone was approved for use by the Food and Drug Administration more than 20 years ago, but a Texas judge ruled recently to completely block the FDA's approval of the drug following a lawsuit by the Alliance Defending Freedom. Just before midnight Wednesday, the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans ruled the drug could be dispensed, but only to the seventh week of pregnancy instead of 10 and not through the mail. The decision could still be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm Donna Water. Torrential rains have unleashed severe flooding across South Florida, Fort Lauderdale especially hard hit. The Washington Post says it has interviewed an individual who knows the man, referred to as O.G., said to be responsible for a major leak of sensitive U.S. military documents and shared with friends in a chat group online. O.G. said he was on an American military base and had access to classified information, which he started sharing with the group, which included Russians and Ukrainians. According to the friend, O.G. had disdain for the U.S. government, but was not a whistleblower. When he learned that the material shared with the group had leaked out and come to public attention, he was apparently distraught. The BBC's Paul Adams. The second of two Democrats expelled from the Republican-led Tennessee House will follow his colleague in a return to the legislature. Justin Pearson will be sworn in today at the Capitol. Pearson and fellow Democrat Justin Jones were expelled for violating House rules by leading an anti-gun protest that halted all legislative business. On Wall Street, the Dow is up 19 points. The Nasdaq, 111 points higher. More on these stories at townhall.com. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Forecasters expect a powerful cyclone to intensify before it slams into Australia's northwest coast. Cyclone Ilsa is heading towards the sparsely populated Pilbara coast in Western Australia, where extreme weather is common, yet fatalities are rare. However, authorities fear that Cyclone Ilsa's extraordinary wind speeds could take some in its path by surprise. Port Hedland Visitor Information Centre Manager Julie Arif says she's not taking any chances. For me, anything above a Category 3 is cause for concern and that really everyone should take it very, very seriously. Cyclone Ilsa is expected to bring winds gusting at more than 170 miles per hour, according to weather experts. The last Category 5 storm to cross the Australian coast was Cyclone Yassi in 2011. 
11. I'm Karen Thomas. The German foreign minister in China for official talks, Taiwan, expected to be part of the agenda. News and analysis at townhall.com. Weekly unemployment applications hitting their highest level in more than a year. The Labor Department says jobless claims in the U.S. for the week ending April 8th rose by 11,000 to 239,000 from the previous week. The four-week moving average of claims rose by 2,250 to 240,000. The number of applications remain at relatively low levels despite efforts by the Federal Reserve to cool the economy and job market in its battle against inflation. That's correspondent Jeremy House. Part of what some have described as a new axis of evil consisting of Russia, China and Iran, North Korea has conducted its first intercontinental ballistic missile launch in a month. The South Korean military says that Pyongyang may have tested a new type of more mobile, harder to detect weapon system. Once again on Wall Street this hour, the Dow is up three points with the Nasdaq trading 103 points higher. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's a little bit cooler than yesterday, but temperatures are still incredibly mild this morning. Sunny, unseasonably warm, record warmth likely. We're going 87 inland, 78 at the shoreline. Tonight, mostly clear, a nice night, overnight low 59. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, hot, record warmth likely. 90 degrees inland, 80 at the shoreline. And then Saturday, mostly cloudy, isolated showers. Relatively cooler while still unseasonably mild, not as warm. Temperatures 67 shoreline, 74 degrees inland. And then Sunday, mostly cloudy. Temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. In the early warning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Thursday. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now, here's Stu Breyer. What did he say? Cooler than uh, yesterday? I think it's going to be warmer than yesterday. Well, I don't want to argue with the weather people, you know, because they can change the weather anytime they want. 75 degrees right now. Welcome to the program. Stu Breyer with you. We have a very busy one to two hour with guests. We have a... An excellent guest on allergies. Then at one thirty, Senator Heather Summers will be speaking with us some important things legislation. So uh, this is the time to get in your point of view on any subject. Eight eight nine five two five two is the telephone number. Whether it be local, regional, national, political, non political, the best way to shine your shoes, whatever you like, it's all open for this hour. Eight eight nine five two five two. Secure your savings at Scient Federal Credit Union with their share certificate special rates. They are offering a 4.25% annual percentage yield for a 30-month share certificate and a 4.50% annual percentage yield for a 42-month share certificate. To open or learn more about these certificates, visit scientfcu.org or call 877-860-6928. Special rates mentioned above are effective March 23rd through April 18th, 2023. 
Minimum balance to open each certificate and earn stated APY is $1,000. Maximum balance is $250,000. For current members, $25,000 in existing money is allowed per special share certificate. Special rates mentioned above may be canceled at any time without notice. A penalty may be imposed for early withdrawal. Must qualify for membership. Signed Federal Credit Union is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration. WICHAM and FM, thank you. You're on the air. Welcome. Hello. Hello there. Hi. How are you this morning? Hey, let me check. I'm all right. Thank you. Oh, okay. Did you check from head to foot? Head to toe. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I have a, a thought. I had a thought, and I have a question before mm-hmm. I. Do, does the United States and Ireland have an extradition treaty for wanted people? Do they have an extradition treaty, uh, treaty for wanted people? Yes, Is that what you somebody said? from the United States was over an island, and we wanted them back. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do we have an extradition treaty with Ireland? I'm guessing, yes, we do, but, you know, I'm not a well, complete I authority on that. I was wondering, yeah. Because I was wondering if maybe uh, Biden didn't, was over there just to take uh, Hunter over there and leave him, leave him. Well, nothing has been nothing has been proven in a court of law, even though the, there's a mountain of evidence. So um, that wouldn't happen anyway. Yeah, but if he was over over there and there was no extradition treaty with us, then the, he could be over there, and, and they could get him if they wanted him. And we're a long way off from that. So you think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you know when we were talking about China yesterday. Hmm. I think uh, the best time, if if um, China wanted to um, wanted to invade uh, Taiwan, the best time would be right um, in between the um, election and the um, what do you call it? Um, uh, the election and the uh, court um, inauguration. Mm-hmm. Inauguration of the new president. Well, I think that they um, they were hoping naturally that somebody like Donald Trump does not get in because he's tougher on them or any of the other candidates. So uh, maybe they would try something before the election. I don't know what's in their heads, but certainly that's their uh, intention well, think, sooner or yeah. later. I think if they did if they did that in between at uh, some point in between the uh, election and the inauguration, it would cause a lot of confusion for us. It would cause a lot of confusion anyway, but it would cause more confusion because there were no would be no circumstances as to what we should do and who should make these decisions. Well, was ever president at the time would make the decision. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No matter even if it's one day before the president leaves. They would uh-huh. have to make that decision. Well, there would be a big problem. They would, I think there would you know, be a big argument um, as to who should make the decisions as to what we should do. Well, I can so, tell you right now, whoever is in office at the time would make that decision. Uh, yeah. And whoever gets in next time or, you know, they can change it. Yeah. It could I, be I, too late, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think there would be a big... I, I think there would be a big problem with our you know, our authorities and, 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 and who, you know, 
get that make get to make that decision, well, even though it probably is true mm-hmm. that uh, the president on the spot. But I think there would be a big argument, big big argument. Well, it wouldn't know. be the first time we had big problems, so um, but but don't worry about true. it now. <laughs> well, I mean, um, the election isn't that far away. Oh, no. 18 months, about 18, I guess 18 months. I don't know. They'll have the first debate in August, actually, for the primaries. That'll be interesting. That will that will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see uh, the debates, yes. Um, so right now, anyway. the uh, you know, Joe Biden does not have much competition for the primary. I think there's one person that wants to get in, so... But on the oh. Republican side, we've got a... A treasure oh, drove. Well, we've got Tim Scott entering, uh, mm-hmm. doing an exploratory. Yeah. Um, you know, for a campaign for real uh, for election, so um, he'll probably um, be in the running. Well, so, I like Tim Scott a lot. I think he's a very intelligent guy, and in some aspects, he would be a good president. But when it comes to uh, national defense. I don't know if he uh, is up to what we really need at this particular time, but we shall see. We shall see. What about DeSantis? DeSantis, I think, would be very good. You know, of course, they're they're pretty afraid of DeSantis. They're coming up with all kinds of negative things about him, but he's a veteran. Yeah. He can hold his ground, and uh, I think he'd be a good candidate. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Stu. Good morning, Larry. Uh, let's play a little trivia. I'm a baseball team, and I am now 11 and 0. Who am I? <laughs> I think are they 12 and 0 or more? Tampa Bay. <laughs> Listen, let's. I think 11 and 0. Let me say one thing. Chris Sale is probably never oh, going to be. Sucks. It's not going to be anything close to what he was. It's been. Oh my f- gosh, does he suck? It was a fairy tale with him. Oh, he's going to come oh back from his gosh. injury. What's his ERA now? About twelve or thirteen? Yeah. What's his What's his salary? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another thing to look at. I don't know. Well, they almost pulled it out yesterday. Well, they got seven runs, which is pretty good against the uh, Tampa Bay pitching. But Chris Sale yeah. can't win when they get seven runs. What? What the yeah. hell? You know. See, talking about elections, I want to remind your listeners again, your local election. Your local election is more important than your state and your federal elections. Way more important. It depends on your taxes. The taxes are coming out in July, as you well know, July 1st. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the new fiscal year for your taxes. And if you don't, uh, in fact, uh, Billy Nash is going to, uh, I think, going to call you. He's going to ask if he can come on your show for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, Billy can, uh, is welcome to come on any time. Yeah, he's running uh, because, uh, as you will know, uh, Wilson left. The city council went to the state legislation. Mm-hmm. So now we have a special election to fill that city council seat, which is going to be May 24th, which is a Wednesday, not your not your usual Tuesday of voting day. Well, it's going to be Wednesday. It's going to be still, it's all day from 6 in the morning. It's very, very important that people get out and vote on this day. Well, we're going to push the heck out of it, Larry, because you're right. Um, You know, just take a few minutes of your day, and it's your town. Just take 15 minutes and go and vote. This means so much. I'm going to tell you, Stu, I'm telling you the truth. This means a lot. 
regarding on who you put on the city council and what your taxes are going to be come July. I'm going to let you know right now, I've been following the city council meetings, I go to them, uh, and uh, um, this year is going to be tough because they don't have all that federal grant money that they had last year. And when you have, when you have 130, I think it's $138 million budget for the city, and the school, is be- the school this year is begging for uh, a little over $90 million in their budget. Mm-hmm. That's like way over two-thirds of our total budget for the city of Norwich. It's just totally, totally uh, out of hand, out of control. Well, I'd be very happy to have Billy on and also his opponents and... Uh... We can talk about it. I want, as you, we always yeah, say, yeah, we uh, hope people he, get gonna, involved. He's going to come. I talked to him last week, and mm-hmm. he's he's going to uh, call and he's going to uh, make a date to come on and talk with you and to your listeners and ask uh, if they got any questions for him. You know, he was on a city council for like twelve years. Oh yeah, yeah, and then he took a little time off, and uh, now he uh, now he wants to come back. But he he was very good on the city council, and uh, he's going to do a good job again this time. And uh, so please, please, people, go out and vote on May 24th, please. Okay, it's April 13th, but we will promote that because we want a big turnout. It's a, Yeah, it's a short time away. It's five weeks away, really, which is going to come by so fast. It usually does. Thank yeah, you. So Thanks, it Larry. Does. Everything just flies right by. Mm-hmm. So listen, I'll talk to you. What a beautiful day, Stu. It is. Enjoy it, and happy birthday tomorrow. Thank you very much, Stu. Talk to you later. Hello, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hello, Susan. What's up? Well, I have in my hand Uh a uh, U.S. News and World Report, July 5th, 1971. And there are two things in here. Oh, yeah, Nixon and everybody, the Vietnam, you know, all that stuff. And you know what? Everything going on in 1971 is going on now. Um, from e- economics in America, you could all you have to do is just put our date on this and change the name of the president and everything going on because they talk about the Pentagon paper leaks and there's a big article in here, top secret, who decides? Well, you know what? It's all questions and answers. One is, does the president have unlimited power to make use of classified material as he sees fit? Well, that's interesting. And mm-hmm. it says, yes, as an example, President Nixon on June 23rd made available to Congress 47 volumes of the Pentagon's top secret study on the involvement in Vietnam. There's more to it. But this is the clincher on the second page. Um, here's the question. When Lyndon Johnson left the presidency, he took a vast file of presidential documents, including much classified material, to Texas for preservation in the LBJ Library. Other presidents also have taken their share of state papers with them when they left office. Is this legal? Answer. Government aides say this is a legal right of outgoing presidents. Historians point out George Washington established the president when he took his state papers with him when he left office, and they believe 
every president since has done the same well, this thing. This is very interesting. Like very two, interesting. Two whole big pages. And here it is 50 years later, and we're still uh, questioning all of that. Isn't that something? It is. Thank you very much, Susan. Okay. Hello. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, Sue. Hi there. Hi. Hi, I'm with you. Okay, because I couldn't hear you. Mm -hmm. um, as it stands now, President Trump is leading in the primary. I'm surprised, but that's what the polls are saying. That's mm -hmm. what the polls are saying. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens. Um, DeSantis is... He's not performing like I thought he would. Well, what is he? What is he doing? That's um, you don't think he's performing well? Uh, he's saying things that I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Um. Can you give me an example or? Uh. No. Let me see. Listen, they're going after him big time. Yeah, they are. We're going to find everything, whether he, uh, you know, lost his shoes when he was six years old, anything. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're going to, they're, they're finding things, mm -hmm. you know. But, um, well, for one thing, he doesn't think we should be in uh, Ukraine. And I don't agree with that. I think we should be. Mm -hmm. um, but he says things like that, you know. Well, uh, listen, I don't understand why Donald Trump is... Well, of course, he got more popular with that fake indictment. So yeah, uh, that's I making people yeah, say, that, hey... That, that gave him a big push. Yeah, what is our uh, country coming to? If, I know. If some uh, hack DA can come up with this uh, with not enough evidence. So people are saying, hey, we're just tired of the system. Um. Well, that, that I, I don't know, mm -hmm. but I know that he is leading in, for the primary, but um, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. He had a fascinating interview. Uh, once again, I'm not a fan of his, but he had a fascinating interview with Tucker Carlson on Fox News, and he wasn't talking about the things that you're hearing about drag shows and this and that. He was talking about... You know, that what we're dealing with in other countries, yeah, things like that, things that really could just take everybody down instead of just taking a, a left turn and talking about things that are not as serious. Yeah, and I know. Um, but we'll see what happens. But uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't think well, he's, he might make it to the primary. But uh, as far as uh, well, going against Biden... I don't. I don't think he. I think Biden's done a pretty good job when you consider Ukraine. I know we sent them money, but we, you had, we, we all presidents would send them money. Listen, so. as long as we are some a country that has enough equipment to be a deterrent for some of these yeah. other countries that want to take yeah. us down, but if it's taking away from the protection of our country, then we have to think twice about it. Well, I don't think we are. Okay, I hope not. I don't think we are. Not yet, anyway. Mm -hmm. we're, that's why we're watching it. Hey, it's okay. good, to, good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Too. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The WICH weather is extremely nice.
with a cherry on top. Sunny high 87. I know it's April. It's um, a good 20 degrees more than it usually is. Tonight, mostly clear and dark, 59. Friday, sunny, hot, 90 degrees. Saturday, mostly cloudy, isolated showers, 74. And then cooling into the 60s on Sunday, getting close to what's normal for this time of year. Currently, we're at the high point of the day, 77. I'm not complaining. Hi, this is Pete from Yankee Remodeler. And thanks to our many customers, both our residential and commercial divisions are booming. We're looking to add experienced carpenters and shop carpenters who want to be part of a dedicated team of professionals who enjoy doing the skills they do best. Yankee Remodeler is a full-service general contractor that's been trusted and relied upon since 1971. We offer competitive wages, benefits, and a great work environment. You can find us at yankeeremodeler.com. You'll be glad you did. Take it from me. I've been part of the Yankee Remodeler team for the last 28 years. Yankee Remodeler! So we're getting close to uh, who the leakers are of those very important messages that are such a negative thing for our country that that stuff has been leaked out. And when they find the person or persons about 50 years in jail for that, maybe they'll uh, stop those things that can hurt us with uh, even countries that are in our corner, like Israel. And some of the spying that goes on. Fox News commentary. One state wants to ban participation trophies in youth sports, and hey, I'm all for it. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Do bank closures, inflation rate hikes, and the roller coaster of the market frighten you as much as it does me? You need to call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it as easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick the precious metals. That's it. You now own real precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today and learn more about the one, two, three protection plan at 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-GOLD of everyone gets a trophy might seem kind, gracious, and inclusive, but I believe it has actually led to the entitlement generation. But one state is looking to fix that. North Carolina state lawmakers are seeking a ban on those participation trophies in youth sports. This ban would only apply to those sports and activities under the authority of a local government, but it's a good start. The bill would make accolades received be based on accolades earned. What a concept. Some local coaches don't like the idea and feel that just showing up deserves a prize. Eh, wrong. Showing up and fulfilling a basic commitment shouldn't need to be rewarded awarded should be expected. This is why kids are so whiny and entitled. Adults and parents have sheltered young people far too much for far too long. We ought to be teaching kids to work hard and excel, not meet the basic requirement of breathing and just showing up. And guess what? If you're not first, you're last. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is fearless at Outkick.com. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want a trophy if I didn't win. Just, well, that's the way I am, but... I can't believe it. You know, we're getting so weak <laughs> that we're making everybody else weaker. Okay, you win, you lose. You move on. That's life. Some days are diamonds. Some days are stone. So now they want to give everybody a trophy just for playing the game, whether you win or lose. This is the direction we're going in. 
Hi, this is Nick Kaplinson with a message about community banking. If you're a business owner, have you considered banking locally? By doing so, you'll get the benefits of working with lenders who understand your market because they live and work in the same community you do. And because of this, decision-making can be done quickly and efficiently, making it easier for your business to get to work. By working together, communities can thrive. We're glad to do our part. Dime Bank Community Banking lives here. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Norwich Pharmacy is now open at 77 Salem Turnpike, serving Norwich and neighboring towns. They are accepting all types of insurance. Former customers of Utley & Jones are encouraged to call or stop by for the same exceptional customer service. They're offering blister packaging for all prescriptions at no additional charge and vaccines without an appointment. They carry all kinds of medical supplies, offer a 20% discount for seniors and veterans with free home delivery. Go to NorwichPharmacy.com or call 860-383-2630. Here at WICHAM and FM, we're always looking out for you. So if you're on Medicare and you've been contacted by phone, text, or mail by someone claiming to represent Medicare or some other government agency, be suspicious. They are probably scammers. Scammers work to steal your Medicare number and other personal information so they can bill Medicare. So learn how to protect yourself from these scams and contact Senior Medicare Patrol at your local area agency on aging. In Connecticut, the number is 1-800. Keep this number on hand. 1-800-994-9422. 1-800-994-9422. Learn about Senior Medicare Patrol, a federally funded program helping older adults, their family members, and caregivers protecting personal identification information from these scammers. We're fighting the scammers, folks. Call 1-800-994-9422. 1-800-994-9422. Support for Senior Medicare Patrol comes from the U.S. Administration for Community Living, Department of Health and Human Services. Senior Medicare Patrol opinions do not necessarily represent the views of ACL. So be careful. The little demons are working the phones as usual. Swamp Yankee. That's a term that means a lot of things. To some, it's a hick or a redneck. We prefer something along the lines of salt of the earth. To us, they represent those who are good with tools, are fast thinkers, aren't easily lured by shiny modern stuff, and have possibly eaten a possum or two. At Swamp Yankee Arms, they sell firearms to those who wear the term proudly. Whether for hunting, protection, or just peace of mind, Swamp Yankee Arms, 89D North Main Street, Jewett City. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. As usual, we hope to have some uh, tickets to give away for some of the great entertainment coming uh, to our area. So keep it here at WICH AM and FM. Well, there are a lot of people who have phobias. Some people have phobias about having a phobia, but they're not uncommon. I have a list of phobias and see if you can recognize any of these. Except when I tell you some of the names of these phobias, I think I have a phobia trying to understand the names. So um, stick around and see if any of these address you, and maybe we can talk about it. Because you are not alone when it comes to phobias. I mean, there are tons in this list. 
phobias that haven't even been invented yet. So I'm going to read some of them. I'm probably going to be mispronouncing what they're called. But let me try. See if any of these you can recognize as one of your phobias. Acluophobia is fear of darkness. Acrophobia is fear of heights. That's a common one, isn't it? Aerophobia is fear of flying. Agoraphobia is fear of public spaces or crowds. Acmophobia is fear of needles or pointed objects. Ellurophobia is fear of cats. Have we hit any uh, buzzers with you? Don't feel bad. Everybody's got one of these. Electrophobia, believe it or not, is fear of chickens. Algophobia, fear of pain. Amexophobia is fear of riding in a car. Androphobia is fear of men. You ladies are chuckling out there. <laughs> Anginophobia is fear of angina or choking. These are common sense phobias. Anthrophobia is fear of flowers. Anthrophobia is fear of people or society. Phenmosphobia, fear of being touched. Arachnophobia, that's a common one. Fear of spiders. You should have seen the spider I saw the other day in the men's room. I think he took over the room. I got out of there, out of there as quick as I could have. <laughs> Good thing I didn't run into his web or her web. I don't know. Um, arithmophobia is fear of numbers. Yeah, like arithmetic, that makes sense. Astrophobia is fear of thunder and lightning. Ataxophobia, fear of disorder or untidiness. Atlophobia is fear of imperfection. Some folks are such perfectionists that they really are under stress all the time because everything has to be perfect. And from everything we know, there's no such thing as perfection. You can strive for it, but nothing is ever perfect. Hmm? You can get a rainstorm when you least expect it. Anybody want to call up with your phobias? Maybe we can talk about it. Maybe we can get rid of it today. How about this one? A type chapovia. Sounds like a dish. Fear of failure. Autophobia is fear of being alone. Bacteriophobia is fear of bacteria. You know, not all bacteria is bad, and some of it is very good for you. We need it. Uh, let's see. Barophobia, fear of gravity. Bathmophobia, fear of stairs or steep slopes. I don't think anybody likes that too much, right? Backtrackphobia, fear of amphibians. Bulonephobia, fear of pins and needles. Biblophobia, fear of books. Botanophobia, fear of plants. And all these things have been, people have actually had these through their lives. Who knows where it started? Maybe when you were a little kid. Hmm? Kekophobia, fear of ugliness. Catagelphobia, fear of being ridiculed. Catrophobia, fear of mirrors. Chianphobia, fear of snow. Chromophobia is fear of colors. Sipophobia, fear of food. 
claustrophobia is one that everybody knows. Fear of confined spaces, which is a very prevalent phobia. Coolrophobia is fear of clowns. Cyberphobia is fear of computers. Sinophobia is fear of dogs. Dentrophobia is fear of trees. Dentophobia is fear of dentists. See, dent is in there, right? Dermophobia, fear of houses. Dystophobia is fear of accidents. Entomobophobia is fear of insects. And ahibophobia is fear of teenagers. It's fear of teenagers. That must be a tough one, writing by a school, huh? But these are nothing to snark about because people uh, have them and some of them are very serious. I wanted to mention them so you won't say, well, I'm the only one that has phobias because you're not. You're on the air. Welcome. I have radio announcer phobia. Oh, that was, I was afraid of that one. (laughs) Stewophobia. (laughs) No, seriously, though, uh, there is something I'm very afraid of, and that is large trucks like 18 wheelers. I'm not afraid of pickup trucks, mm-hmm. but I'm deathly afraid of huge trucks. I don't know if you call um, it a phobia. Whether when... they're driving on the road or mm-hmm. if they're running. Now, if they're parked and the engine is turned off, I'm not as afraid, although walking around them is uh, scary for me because they're they're so big, you know, and the mirrors are so high. Like, oh, I might smash into the mirror and not know it's there. Or sometimes they'll have those ramps that go up to the back of the truck, you know, the the tailgate or whatever it's called. I'll tell you one thing, Kevin. I'll tell you one thing, Kevin. When I'm driving, I get very anxious when there's a lot of trucks around me. I do not like being in a car near Mm. a truck, near a big truck. Very anxious. It just really, really bugs me. I don't know if that's a phobia, but I think it's just natural. Could be wrong. And I'm always afraid if I'm near a truck that's you know, stopped somewhere that's and the engine is running. Even the driver is mm-hmm. is obviously in the truck, but he might not have the visibility that you would have in a in a regular automobile. Mm-hmm. He might not see me, and I'm I'm definitely afraid of them backing over me or running over me. Listen, I I'm, I I feel your phobia. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Really, we, we won't tell anybody about that. You know, <laughs> I, I keep thinking what you said. Do, do they really know that I'm there beside exactly. them? Exactly. I mean, they're so huge. You can say the same thing to a degree about buses. And I did once have a transit bus. This was out in California. Um, the guy was he was at a bus stop. There was a a mall where the buses would all pull in, kind of like we have around here, and uh, people would make their connections. And he was backing up to get out of where he was parked and go on his route, and he backed right over my cane, my my white cane. Oh, my God. So I didn't have a cane to use to get to the rest of where I was going. Well, the uh, I, did, I did file a complaint, and that day the, the bus company bought me a new cane, so they were very prompt at at making good, but I, that may be part of why I sort of had the same thing with, with transit buses, these big, huge buses. Let me put an asterisk next to it that most truck drivers are very, very, oh, very good. they are. Very yeah. safe. Yeah. But but they're also human, and, mm-hmm. and if you, I'm sure they have a lot of blind spots in those trucks. And they're bigger than us. Oh, they're huge. Mm. And those monster trucks, too. The other thing I've wondered about 
uh, is um, is there a is there a fear of doors? Um, say you're in an unfamiliar place and there's a closed door that you have to open. I mean that can I, I, that that makes me a little squeamish sometimes. What's on like, the other what side? If I'm not opening the right door and I end up somewhere mm-hmm. I don't want to be or. Mm-hmm. Uh, metal doors, because metal doors are sometimes lead to a room that's full of electronic equipment or heavy machinery or furnaces and water heaters and stuff. So I sometimes am uncomfortable in unfamiliar places with closed doors. I think it's good to talk about these things. It's good to talk about these things because most people think, oh, I'm the only one. But you're not. No, no. There, There are a lot of a lot of fears. Oh, real quick, a story, and I'll let you go. I just saw this. Um, I was visiting with some uh, acquaintances. I, they're friends, but I don't know them real well, a family that I've met through ham radio, actually. And um, one of the kids, he's getting ready to graduate. Um, he's homeschooled. And he has, I mean, the kid's into martial arts and everything. He's not, not a wimp by any means. But he says he's had a fear of water. Mm-hmm. And um, so for his senior trip, I guess they take a senior uh, trip. A lot of schools do that. Well, this is a homeschool situation. And his dad is going to take him scuba diving so that he can get over his fear of water, which I think is an excellent idea as long as it's well supervised, and obviously it will be. They say a lot of these fears come from something that happened when you were young. Yeah, yeah. Or something we're just not familiar with. I mean, would you go into outer space if you had the chance? No, not really. I'm not much of a traveler. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) But I did have a fear of airplanes for a number of years, and finally I... Before I went on a plane, I got snockered, and I did it. (laughs) Really? I've always been okay with airplanes. I don't know that I'd want to go in a submarine. Mm. I think that would bother me. You know, maybe claustrophobia. Well, that and just being under the water and what if something goes wrong and all that water comes in and crushes you and you can't breathe. And mm-hmm. well, now could make a whole, we could do a horror show. Well, right you, could, you could make anything into horrible, but uh, right. I still don't like to fly. I mean, it's one of my least favorite things to do, but I do it. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't bother me. The people on the plane sometimes bother me, but the plane itself doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But um, big trucks and closed doors... One, let me tell you one more of my phobias. Oh, do. It's called stuophobia. I'm fear of myself driving. <laughs> well, we all have stuophobia, too. Okay. okay, all right. <laughs> all right, let's get some other. What are other people afraid of? Let's hear it. I hope they're not afraid to call me. Thank you. Uh, I hope not. Bye. Hey, you're human. No, I don't ever like to go when I was in and go to the beach, go over my head. Cause, and I don't know where that came from. I can swim a little bit, but I don't like that feeling. Maybe because when I was a little kid, my mother was knocked down by a wave and I was drifting off and she happened to just grab me the last minute. Maybe that stuck in my head. I don't know. But I do go in the water, but I'm not really a great swimmer.
Hi, folks, this is Ed Lowe, Trusts and Estates Attorney at Ed Lowe Law. I'll be in your neighborhood to teach you about the basics of estate planning. Everyone has an estate, so everyone needs an estate plan, and I'm happy and proud to be the one to teach everyone about the essential planning they need to protect their money and family. I'm hosting several estate planning crash courses throughout southeastern Connecticut during the week of April 17th. Enjoy good company, some laughs, gift card drawings for an extra dose of fun, and most importantly, the wisdom of an easy-to-understand conversation about estate planning. April 17th in Waterford, April 18th in Colchester, April 19th in Old Lyme, and April 20th in Ledgerd. The seminar is free. To register and find location information, visit edlowlaw.com. That's E-D-L-O-W-E-Law.com. Or call 203-951-5435. Ed Low Law, estate planning attorney for your estate planning journey. See, a lot of people are afraid of things, but they don't get into the real phobia thing because they still can, you know, have a a life that's not panicking all the time. But then when it gets overboard, it's it's a phobia. Sometimes you need to get uh, help about it. You know, if it's keeping you in the house and you're fearing that all the time. I guess I would be a, a really bad psychologist because somebody would come to me and say, well, I have this phobia. And I'd go, yeah, so do I, you know. So that probably wouldn't help them too much. But it's an interesting subject. For instance, there's gamophobia. Probably think that's something to do with games, but actually it's a fear of marriage or commitment. Genuphobia is a fear of, of knees. Glossophobia is fear of speaking in public, which is something very, very common. Very common. They say that more people fear speaking in public than they do of death. So it's not easy for anybody. Gynophobia is fear of women. Hilophobia is fear of the sun. Hemophobia is fear of blood. That's a common one. Fear of blood. Herbotropia is fear of reptiles. Hydrophobia is fear of water. Hypochondria, which we've heard many, many times, is fear of illness. Everybody has that to a degree, of course. Iatrophobia is fear of doctors. Insectophobia, I guess you know what that is, fear of insects. How about this one? Leucophobia, fear of the color white. Lilisophobia is fear of tornadoes and hurricanes, which everybody has that fear, except that if it keeps you in the house all the time, then it's a problem. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. If you ever want to talk about that, you don't have to feel uncomfortable because everybody has one or two or three, two degrees. So I thought I would bring that up today. I got a whole list on my email today. Pet owners, homeowners, and gardeners, Fleming's Feed has what you need and the advice to go along with it. With over 35 years' experience, Fleming's has the products and expertise you need to make your yard the best it's ever been this spring. Bagged in bulk mulches and soils, all available for delivery. Jonathan Green fertilizers and grass seed. Many organic lawn care products. Fresh live goods arriving weekly. All this and more. Shop for quality and convenience this spring at Fleming's Feed in Preston and Stonington. And remember, shopping locally owned and operated stores helps keep America strong for all of us. So does anybody have a phobia that uh, you think nobody else has ever had? You probably would be wrong. You know, we can share. 
We like to share things on this program, you know? People are so hard on themselves. So worried about somebody's opinion if it's not the same as theirs. Well, why isn't yours as good? Why would you automatically think somebody who says, well, you should do it this way, maybe they're not right. And, of course, it's very tough for some people to be criticized. Certainly, I don't agree in criticizing people. It's the way you say something. Maybe you could do it this way. But they take everybody like, whoa, they know so much more than I do. And then you realize when you get older, hey, I knew more than they did. These are things to take along with you. Hmm? How about this one? The world's most honest man. You know one? Newsweek magazine says a man in Germany struck gold while cleaning out one of his properties. He found gold bars and coins worth $147,000. The unidentified man turned the gold and coins into the police, offers a release to statement saying the young man had found this during a cleaning out in Heidelberg. He originally owned the values, valuables and is still being determined. If it is not stolen goods, the honest finder can look forward to a handsome finder's reward. How many people would have put that out in the open? Hmm? Not too many. Think about that for a moment, would you? (laughs) How about this disgusting thing? A man eats at a thousand KFCs. Goody Feed says Jackie Tan thinks he may have set a world record by eating at over a 1,000 Kentucky Fried Chicken locations. 41-year-old Japanese man started eating at KFC in 2005. His journey has taken him five continents and 24 countries. Jackie orders the same meal at every location. He prefers original recipe to spicy. Jackie says Spain has the worst chicken because it is dry. He says Mongolia has the best because of its distinctive flavor. So, that's on his bucket list. (laughs) Going to every Kentucky Fried Chicken in the world. Getting his buckets of chicken. These these things that come in are absolutely astounding. We like to share them with you to let you know that some of the strange things that are happening in our country and around the world People get a little bored and want to go to 1,000 Kentucky Fried Chickens. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. What about that Red Sox player? Before every game, he had chicken. Was his name Wayne? Yeah. Before every game, he would have a plate of chicken. I mean, and he was in a lot of games. He was in the big leagues for, what, 12 years or so? He was a terrific hitter, too. So I guess if you're a terrific hitter, then uh, why stop the habit? Right before every game, he had a chicken meal. What was his name? Wayne something? I think you'll remember that. Okay. A new survey by Slimming World reveals that 51% of people say inflation has made it harder for them to eat healthy. That's true. I mean, the healthier food that you eat, the more expensive it is. 
23% of people weigh more now than they did a year ago at this time. 58% of people say inflation has contributed to their weight gain. They keep inflating their waist. 31% of people prioritize the cost of food over how healthy it is. 38% of people are comfort eating because of inflation, and 20% of people are drinking more alcohol because of inflation. Of course, alcohol is expensive. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, Stu. So Wade Boggs was the player. For Wade the Boggs, yeah, we're seeing. And the Yankees that loved his chicken. And I guess it worked because he was a really, really good hitter. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Right. And um, I got a couple quick ones for you here. So triskaidekaphobia, do you know what that is? You probably have it on your list there, maybe. Uh, afraid of skipping? I don't know. No, that's a, uh, afraid of the number 13. Oh, and that's a call. Yeah. Skip a, oh, okay. Yep. And then the other one <clears throat> that I just kind of just made up um, was Trumpophobia. <laughs> and certain politicians in Washington, uh, like Kevin McCarthy and Jim Jordan and a few others, seem to suffer from that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I agree with that phobia. <laughs> but, and I just don't understand. I know there's a lot of back and forth in this and that, but we can't come up with a couple better people to lead the parties than the two the front runners they have right now in the both sides. I mean, I'm totally independent myself, mm -hmm. but we can't come up with somebody better than the two, um, the sitting president and then the former president to be in charge of the country. It's just incredible to me that uh, all the key minds and good people that we have, and now those are the two best. So why uh, do you, that's a good question. Why do you suppose that is? One of the reasons is I think is so much money is involved that some of these really brilliant people that would make great presidents, uh, they got to get support, but you're a hundred percent right in my opinion. If we can't do better than that, we're not going to save this country. No, that's right. Mm -hmm. No, but, but I'll keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you, sir. Stu Breyer with the WICH. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. You're okay. I wanted to talk more about the um, electric vehicles. I heard today that this tr one of the trucks, I think, it was like a dump truck. Mm -hmm. Which normally now costs a hundred thousand, an electrical one will cost three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand. Well, right so, now it will, but sooner or later it will go down. Yeah, but um, I mean they want to push it, push it sooner. And as I as I keep saying, that the grid can't handle it if they had all electric vehicles. We've got nuclear. Um and. When they're doing the, nu the, the nuclear, my husband's talking about nuclear. Mm -hmm. um, when they're doing these EVs, the batteries um, take have you have to use lithium and cobalt. Um, they have children in Africa um, mining for the cobalt. You know, so we're we're contributing to child labor. Then to make the batteries, they're using coal-fired plants in China, so we're contributing to the pollution, and, and just, to, just to get these electric-powered vehicles, and then when the batteries die after, you know, I mean, right now you can get easily over 100,000 on your car, miles, but um, the, electric, the electric cars don't, they don't last that long. I'm going to say something right. that's going to upset a lot of people, but I'm going to say it anyway. I've been thinking about it a lot. If we had electric cars, certainly it'll be less pollution in the air, which will be better for our breathing, etc. But I think if everybody had an electric car, I don't think it would change anything about uh, global warming, 
or global change, I don't think it would change anything, in my opinion. Yeah, they said, I, I read somewhere, and I don't remember where it was, and I, I wish I did because I would quote it again, that over the past hundred years, our temperature has gone up two degrees. I mean, you know, yes, it's gone up two degrees, but it's only gone up two degrees. You know, they're making a big deal out of two degrees. And, I mean, I know the pollution, but the U.S. has done an amazing job at reducing the emissions and, and mm -hmm. everything. But We've been one of I the best. You know, that air in China comes over to us, um, and they're, you know, we're getting rid of coal plants, and they're putting twice as many in in China to produce these batteries. And they want to make them in the U.S., except that the one in Michigan is run by a Chinese company who got state, state and federal funding to put it in and who are hiring Chinese. But does anybody, does anybody really think that if we all had electric cars that we would have uh, fewer hurricanes, yeah. fewer tornadoes? You know, Greta Thunberg probably does. So she had to change her, I don't know whether it was her Twitter account or whatever, because she said, you know, we would what would happen in five years, and it mm -hmm. didn't happen. So, um, hey, listen, I could you know. be wrong. That's just my opinion. And, yeah. yeah, no, I don't think so. And and I remember, and you, I'm sure you remember, because we're in the oh, same age group, oh, oh. that we were we were um, told about a, an ice age that was coming. That was in the, the 70s. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, it goes, it goes one way, and then it goes another. I just, I mean, yes, we don't want to add to pollution, but being reasonable, you know, now we're getting the oil and gas shipped to us. That's not, you know, by ships and, and um, whatever. And we don't think that that's going to pollute, you know, because it comes from yeah. um, <clears throat> Venezuela. It's not, it's not going to pollute us. Give me a break. It well, help us if we I guess we'll all never know 100%, but thank you very much for the call. See ya. You are very welcome. Bye. Three minutes to 11 at WIC. So that's the way I think about it. Certainly we don't want pollution. We don't be breathing in terrible air. But as far as changing the weather around the world, the globe, and in the country, I don't think so. But maybe I'm wrong. We should all do the best we can to keep our streets clean and do the right thing. And some people would say, Stu, you don't know what you're talking about, which is okay. You're welcome to give your opinion on this program at any time at uh, 889-5252. We're talking about phobias, if you'd like to share any of yours. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you. It's okay. We all have them a little bit. How about megaphobia, fear of large things? Microphobia, fear of small things. Mysophobia, fear of dirt and germs. That's a, pos that's, that's a popular one. I don't know if it's in the top ten. Noctrophobia, fear of the night. Boy, I tell you, when I was a kid, I didn't have um, my mom shut off the lights of the bedroom till I was asleep. There's no way I wanted to be up in the dark. 
Nycophobia, fear of hospitals. Sure, I can understand that one. Fear of hospitals. I mean, I'll drive by one, but... Uh, what are we doing on the time? I got a couple of minutes, so I don't want to shortchange anybody on the phone, so we'll just uh, do a little discussion before we get to the news. Remember, after 1 o'clock, I've got guests on allergies. Senator Heather Summers will be joining me at 1.30, so we, we're going to be very, very busy with some important things, particularly as we get into the allergy season. Maybe we can give you some tips to alleviate some of the stress of it because allergies can really take over. I'm telling you, I had it this winter for the first time, I think. Hey, a new survey reveals that 50% of men brush their teeth on a daily basis. Other findings said 35% of men wash their face on a daily basis. 30% of men floss on a daily basis. Come on, guys, we can do better than that. 50% 50% of men would rather go on a bad date than go to a doctor's appointment. 49%. Men spend more time in the bathroom on their smartphone, 19 minutes, than they do on skincare, 17 minutes. So that's what you're doing in the men's room, huh? Smartphone. Let's get to the news. Sometimes I have a phobia of getting to the news. Personality Radio, WICH. AM 1310 Norwich, 94.5 FM, W23, about newsophobia. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Investigators may be zeroing in on the individual behind a major national security breach, the online leak of a trove of sensitive U.S. military documents. The Washington Post reports the suspected leaker works on a military base and shared the materials with friends in an online chat room. The newspaper bases its story on an interview with someone said to be a friend of the leaker, and now President Biden is speaking out about the case. In his first public comments about the release of sensitive government documents, the president expressed concern that the leak occurred, but said he was not aware of any contents that were of great consequence. As for who's responsible... There is a full-blown investigation going on, as you know, with the intelligence community the Justice Department, and they're getting close. There are no clear answers on how many documents documents were leaked. Greg Clugston, Washington. Republicans say a new app is just one more way the Biden administration is actively encouraging illegal immigration. President Biden's Department of Homeland Security will release as many as 30,000 illegal immigrants into the U.S. each month using a mobile app. Illegal immigrants will be allowed to schedule appointments at the southern border ahead of their arrival at any of eight ports of entry. Tasha Stevens reporting. A federal appeals court is restoring, at least for now, access to the abortion pill mifepristone, albeit with some added restrictions. Among other things, the drug may not be dispensed by mail. The court also narrowed the window of time during which a pregnant woman can take the drug. Torrential rains have unleashed flash flooding across parts of South Florida. Fort Lauderdale especially hard hit. Many streets turned into rivers, flooding causing a lot of roads to be closed. On Wall Street right now, stocks are in positive territory with the Dow up 128 points. The Nasdaq ahead, 154 points. More details at srnnews.com. 
People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Human rights groups say Iran executed a lot more people last year amid nationwide anti-government protests. The Norway-based group Iran Human Rights and Paris-based Together Against the Death Penalty, who compiled the figures, say the big increase in executions was aimed at intimidating the population as nationwide protests raged. They claim international attention on the fate of demonstrators led the regime to hang mostly drug offenders and others instead. The intention being to spread fear among protesters, many of whom faced charges that carried the death penalty. Ethnicity was also a factor. 30% of the nearly 600 people hanged were from the country's Baluch minority. The BBC's Mike Thompson. Doctors caring for former Italian Premier Silvio Berlusconi report a constant improvement in his condition. He received treatment for a lung infection and apparent kidney problems caused by chronic leukemia. News and analysis, townhall.com. If you're struggling with crushing medical debt, you're not alone, and the government is taking notice. Lawmakers in over a dozen states and the U.S. Congress are tackling medical debt, which has become a leading cause of personal bankruptcy. The Kaiser Family Foundation reports an estimated 100 million Americans have amassed nearly 200 billion in collective medical debt, almost the size of Greece's economy. The financial burden has pushed millions of Americans into financial uncertainty. The flurry of bills in states including Colorado, New York, and Florida would create medical debt relief programs, protect certain personal property from collections, lower interest rates, or keep medical debt from tanking credit scores. I'm Lisa Dwyer. Delta Airlines reporting a $363 million loss for the first quarter because of much higher spending on labor and fuel. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. You may remember the gentleman who was uh, arrested in Russia many years ago because he was against what was going on in his government and then he got back to this country after they allegedly tried to poison him on a plane and then he went back to Russia God knows why and now he's in jail and it looks like they're trying to poison him again for those that may have lost track on the guy and what he was is somebody that was against some of the policies of the government you can't do that in other countries welcome to the program Hey, Stu. Hey. How are you? Good, thank you. 
Uh, I always had a phobia of fighting. Fighting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I was always afraid to get hit. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, with all the gangs and everything, and no gang would have me because I, I wouldn't, I couldn't fight. <laughs> you couldn't fight, or you didn't want to. I didn't want to. I was afraid of getting hit. I didn't like getting hit. Mm. I didn't like getting punched on. You know what I mean? I don't blame you. You know, and and it, it, it was it was kind of weird because you know, speaking of education, um, you know. The, I would always have to, I, I couldn't join a gang or be in a gang. I didn't want to, by the way. So when I was in high school, the, the gang members would make me do their homework. And I tell you, if I didn't get a good grade on their homework, I would have, you know, there would be a, a penalty for that. So uh, I would study on subjects that I didn't know or didn't have my own in my own classes and courses, and I would always get good grades. In the meantime, uh, that made me smarter, <laughs> and they went to jail <laughs> for fighting. You know what I mean? They went to jail for fighting you? No, they went to jail for fighting each other. Each other, and yeah. California will, will have gang fights. And that must have been uh, a certain type of crowd. When you, but, went, you, know, when you went to that school. Was really, uh, that was really my, my big phobia. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that... Um, that uh, I I was, uh, you know, in I look at California education uh, real serious for the most part because uh, did you know like seventy three percent of California freshmen cannot name the country that borders Minnesota, you know, and seventy seven percent of all U.S. freshmen cannot name their own two senators that that in their own home state, you know, just to change the subject and get on uh, the educational part of it. No, I'm, I'm not and surprised. 50% of all eighth graders cannot do math or, or, or even read at an eighth grade level. And I think, you know, I know we talk a lot about politics, but educating our children is, is, is a very important subject to me. I mean, when 25% of the workforce couldn't function, we called it a Great Depression. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Now, so what do we call 50% of the students that can't function? A, we, a Greater Depression? We call it trouble for our country, that's for sure. Trouble for our country, you know? So mm -hmm. I just wanted to mention that because education, you know, the, 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 the conversation on education is something that we should be having more of. You know, I, I got lucky, and I went to college, like I said, and even in high school, I was forced to do a work that I didn't even understand or didn't didn't know. I would have to study and research so I could get a good grade for other people's homework. But it made me smarter, and I went on to college. But at the same time, these kids right now need a lot of, lot of support and help and discussion on how we can make their education a lot better and how we can make school more fun for her, for them, because now what they're doing is, you know, they're playing video games, and they're on the TikTok, and they're on the YouTube, and they're rapping, and doing all this other stuff that when they should, when we, when we were young, I'm 58, 59 this year, when you and I were younger, the big thing was going to school and going to college. Remember that? We, we didn't do, uh, yeah, we, it was just straight stuff, the, the usual stuff that was so important, but now it's... 
to have fun, we'd go outside and play basketball or baseball or football. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd do exercise that way. You know, we wouldn't be sitting in front of a TV for hours playing a video game, you know, or trying to learn a new rap song. You know, anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. Can I just Something ask you can I just ask you one question if you don't mind? Yeah. Did you you grow up in a an environment where there were a lot of gangs? I grew up in South Central Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. 64th and West Boulevard. Uh, the cross street is Crenshaw and Slauson, where gang violence, uh, just violence and turmoil and, and chaos was a norm. It was normally, it, it was okay to wake up in the, in the morning and say, you know, this person got hurt last night or this happened last night. It was always some kind of trauma. And we thought that was a norm because that's the area we grew up. Mm-hmm. So luckily, my uh, my my parents, you know, got us out of that in my teenage years. Uh, got us out of the neighborhood. But that's good. Uh, that's as, good. As a as a child, that's where I grew up. I feel bad that you had to go through that when you were going to school. That um, that's a lot of stress. But I'm glad things turned out great for you. Of course, now more than ever, when we hear about all the crime, it's mostly gang related. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In places like Chicago or D- Detroit, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, di- different places like that. But I used to be scared to go to school in fear of what may happen to me. Not the work because the work was pretty easy for me. I understand. Just, just, just the walk there, and you know, the other students. But to be popular in my school, you have to be like a, you know, a bully or, or, or you know. Our Johnny Bad Boy, you know what I mean? To be popular in my school. Well, you've come a long way, my college. friend, and I'm glad for you that uh, you got out of that environment. But getting back to education, we must educate the children, and we must make sure that they go back to school and understand the work that they have to do and knowing that education is key and it's very important. A lot of people are on that subject, but in rural areas, they're not. Mm-hmm. They think the only way out is to be a... a a, a narcotics dealer or a rapper or some, something like that. They're not focusing on school no more, and I think we need to have more conversation about that. Well, thank you for your conversation. I appreciate it. You're welcome, sir. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. Uh, same here. Thank you. Oh, man. You know, I guess every school, when I went to school, they we had a bully, but it was not as uh, bad as the situation he's referring to. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi there. You know, you you talk about phobias. Mm-hmm. I had a, a phobia. You won't won't believe it. Oh, yeah, I probably will. <laughs> when I was uh, a kid, I had a phobia of doctors, of nurses, of hospitals, and... I had my tonsils out when I was seven years old, mm-hmm. and I just was very quiet and behaved myself and everything. But I I was observing everything. That that was the problem, and I was afraid of medicine. Imagine. Well, sure, I can imagine. And then I turned out. To, to be a nurse. To nursing school mm-hmm. when I got older, and I became a nurse. Imagine. Well, then you realize that medicine can save people. Well, yeah. I, I was observing. Yeah. That's what I was doing. I must have been. 
You know, it's but, interesting. Uh, you said you had a, I think I had my tonsils out when I was seven, too. Yeah, I did. I can still remember. I took ether. Do you remember ether? Ether, yes. Oh, I, I do. I still have that feeling. They, ke- they kept you overnight, did they? I'm pretty sure. One night, yes. Yes, yes. But, but, um, I was so af- afraid of, of, Mm-hmm. Going to the hospital and all that, but I never said it, but I observed everything. <laughs> you turned out to be a wonderful nurse. That's well, amazing. Well, I did. Yeah? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, in thank fact, you. In fact, I, I, I miss it now, but I'm too old to do it. Well, I don't think you are, but uh, you certainly paid your dues. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stu. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I, this is what I remember when I had my tonsils out. You know, because when I was six or seven, I think I was seven, I remember taking the ether. Sometimes I think when I was knocked out with the ether that everything after that has been a dream, but I'm not sure. Anyway, I remember that uh, I think the first thing I could eat was jello or ice cream. And I got the neatest Hopalong Cassidy book where you'd open the page and you'd... Uh, move your finger on the page and it looked like Hoppy was actually riding his his horse. So those two things kept me going when I had my tonsils out because I was having all kinds of trouble with the tonsils. Some people never do. Hi, welcome to the program. You're on the air. I was having all kinds of trouble. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Helen. Turn your radio down, my dear, and we'll talk. I am you. You know the lady just talk. She says she's too old to be a nurse. No, I bet she would be good because I've, I'm, I'm, if I didn't have money, I would be good. The young people, you see all the young people, oh my God, with their long nail polish, their lipstick, you know. Oh, and my Tom, uh, uh, you know, was a nurse. Uh, no, nobody did wear uh, jewelry or long nail or perfume, uh-uh. but now, oh my God, so I'm sure she would be a good, and I could do work, I bet we would be the best one. <laughs> well, I, I know that she was a wonderful nurse when she was, so there's no reason why she yeah. couldn't continue to be that way. Yes, mm-hmm. my aunt went down, because uh, it was a nun before, okay, with the uh, the, the boss, okay, and all bo- the young men with uh, one line, and the young lady don't line, and I came with, uh, I didn't put my cape on my head, we did have long uniform, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, I left my hair long, you know, to look sexy, oh my mm-hmm. God. So you wanted to look sexy, see that? It's not just the, this knows, generation. Knows, nobody knows she was my aunt. Mm-hmm. No, 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 because she would know discipline anyone. And uh, when anyway, she grabbed my hair, everybody started to laugh. And, <laughs> you know, go tie your hair. Mm-hmm. Or long hair. Yes, ah, yes, yep. So I'm sure her and I, we could be, we will be the best uh, n- uh, nurse, you know. 
uh, anywhere we we could work, you know. Yeah, because the nail, oh, it's terrible, the long nail. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I think nurses are, are wonderful for the most part, and uh, where would we be without them? But uh, oh, it's like anything else, there are terrific ones and some that are just mediocre. Yes, I know. Like po- police, we need police. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad my son is no more a policeman. Me too, because they don't get any respect. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, he will be fired, his co-worker. My son will be dead by his co-worker. God, I will. That's yeah, horrible oh, yes. to even think oh, about yes. it. He don't believe my son didn't believe to beat. No, when you catch someone, don't don't beat them. Tie them and, uh, you know, and... Uh, Go in the car and it's it. No beating, no nothing. No, I'm sure if he's like you, he was a nice, nice policeman. Oh, for, for mm-hmm. uh, yes, and he said, Mom, I really did want to be a state police. But can't you go back? Yes, but no, I can't. No, <laughs> now it would be more dangerous. Okay. All right, well, dear. Talk enough. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Bye. Helen, sounding better today after she had her knee operation. So we're glad to hear that. It's a little bit cooler than yesterday, but temperatures are still incredibly mild this morning. Sunny, unseasonably warm, record warmth likely. We're going 87 inland, 78 at the shoreline. Tonight, mostly clear, a nice night, overnight low 59. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, hot, record warmth likely. 90 degrees inland, 80 at the shoreline. And then Saturday, mostly cloudy, isolated showers. Relatively cooler while still unseasonably mild, not as warm. Temperatures 67 shoreline, 74 degrees inland. And then Sunday, mostly cloudy. Temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. In the early warning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Thursday. Our current temperature is rolling along at uh, 81 degrees. The sun is getting higher in the sky, and our lawns and gardens are coming back to life. It's time to get outside and help get things back in shape. Part of that is getting to the local garden center, hardware store, or nursery for the products and advice needed to help make things green again. Plainfield Agway, located at 650 Norwich Road, has all the tools, gears, and expertise necessary to help you make the most of your lawn, hedges, flower beds, and containers. Let them help you find what you need. Welcome to Baltic Greenhouse Nursery, a family garden center on Route 207 just north of Norwich. They offer you a wide variety of locally grown annual and perennial plants at affordable prices. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. They're open seven days a week. Get inspired at Hart's Greenhouse. They specialize in annuals, perennials, hanging baskets, vegetables, and herbs. Their four retail locations include Brooklyn, Norwich, Canterbury, and Preston. They're open seven days a week. Visit HartsGreenhouse.com. Your local businesses know we you need to turn April showers into May flowers. Shop local today. Keep in mind the date of uh, June 13th. We are going back to Dairy Queen with free ice cream and we get together for a couple of hours June 13th. It's a listener appreciation day with the nice people at Dairy Queen. So put that circle your calendar. (laughs) All right. Finding great people to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack but not with ZipRecruiter. Their powerful matching technology delivers so many qualified candidates, it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. For less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
Hi, this is Pete from Yankee Remodeler. And thanks to our many customers, both our residential and commercial divisions are booming. We're looking to add experienced carpenters and shop carpenters who want to be part of a dedicated team of professionals who enjoy doing the skills they do best. Yankee Remodeler is a full-service general contractor that's been trusted and relied upon since 1971. We offer competitive wages, benefits, and a great work environment. You can find us at yankeeremodeler.com. You'll be glad you did. Take it from me. I've been part of the Yankee Remodeler team for the last 28 years. Yankee Remodeler! It's 1121. Let's get a lot of calls in. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, hi, Stu. What you got, Sue? Three quick... I'm going to call them facts, because but guess what? They are. Okay, Number give me three one. quick facts. Remember I said yesterday that I heard one of Joe Biden's ancestors, Greek or grandpa, whatever, was named Blewett. Yes, you did. So I remember you said it. it. Joe Blewett, right? Well, this is how it is spelled, because it was in the USA Today, yesterday afternoons. B-L-E-W-I-T-T-S. It says, the Blewitts and Finnegans, Biden draws most Irish heritage Okay, the Blewitts, yeah, okay. Okay, so they got Finnegan and Blewett. So that was real, what okay. I had heard. Mm -hmm. um, number two, I heard it this morning on New York News, and I heard it last night on Coast to Coast, because they come out at one. Anybody here about, I mean, I find it hard to believe, but did anybody hear about a major dairy farm in West, Te I think it was West Texas, blowing up and killing 16 to 18,000 dairy cows? I have not heard that, no. Well, I heard it twice. I don't want to believe it, mm -hmm. and I'm like, what the heck? could do that unless somebody did it on purpose. How does sixteen to 18,000 dairy cows die in one sitting? Well, I mean, it, I, it don't make any sense I hope to that's me. not true. And what's your last one? And the last one in this um, U.S. News and World Report, July 5th, 1971, guess what came up? Union wealth grows despite hard times. Well, there's a couple big articles. But it says, um, recession failed to clobber union labor treasury, or tre labor union treasuries. But guess who's mentioned in here? Jimmy Hoffa. Okay, okay. number one. When you think of unions, you, okay, you, that's your three, thanks. But this, the heads of the unions are paid salaries. And Jimmy Hoffa... It says Frank Fitzsimmons was getting a hundred thousand salary uh, while substituting for imprisoned James R. Hopper, okay. Mr. President. Thank you, Susan. I gotta go. Hi, welcome to the program. Hey, Stu. I want to Patty to know she is not alone. When I was a kid, I was deathly afraid of anything medical. I was afraid of doctors. I was afraid of nurses. I was afraid of medicine and needles. Yeah, of course. Um, You're a little kid. Why not? I was yeah. seven or eight, like you. I went to get my tonsils taken out. I was living with my sister and brother-in-law. He was stationed at Fort Devens when it was a actual Army base. And uh, there was an Army hospital there that were going to take out my uh, tonsils. I fought them. I screamed. I ran away. I raised such a ruckus. They kicked me out of the hospital. Um, mm -hmm. When I went to Yale, I was having my, I was, again, eight or nine years old. 
went to Yale to have my eyes examined. It was just an examination to see what was going on with my eyes. And they went to give me the ether, because it was ether, you're right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took, I don't know how many nurses and aides to hold me down. Uh, my uncle was a doctor here in town, as many people will remember. One time I had an upset stomach. I was living at his house at the time with the family, and he wanted me to take milk and magnesia, and I ran away from him, oh. and I hid the only place I could find to find to hide was under the piano where I knew he couldn't get me, and I stayed under that piano for a couple of hours. So, at what age did you get over that? Do you remember? Uh, about a week ago. No. A week ago. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know. It probably lasted into my 30s and 40s. For years, I wouldn't go to doctors. Yeah. The doctors were all just BS, you know. And, well, I'm uh, glad you changed your mind. When I was... Just before I moved back to Connecticut, I mm-hmm. I got the idea that I, well, I had some ear problems and stuff and started going to doctors. But, uh, yeah, I was terrified of anything medical and squeamish about hospitals, absolutely. Well, down the road, I want to learn a little bit more about your uncle, but uh, I'm going to take a break. But uh, your uncle was a doctor, a regular... Uh, yeah, he G- was a GP here in Norwich. GP? People knew... Uh, Dr. Jim Harkins. Jim Harkins. He retired. I think he retired in the 80s uh, before I moved back here. Yeah. And he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, it's got to be 15 years or and more. Some now. of our listeners had uh, gone to him, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. run into people who, who knew him. So did you ever go to him and cry, Uncle? Hmm? <laughs> Don't touch me with that thing. <laughs> but I'm your <laughs> uncle. I won't hurt you. It didn't matter that he was my uncle. He was a duck. And <laughs> you know what was also the of the alcohol? I don't think that helped. You'd, in those days, you'd go into a doctor's office and it always smelled like alcohol. Oh, that was a, that was you kill the germs. Yeah. The, the rubbing, you know, for mm-hmm. people getting shots, they would wash sure. up your area with uh, alcohol so they could give you the. Needle. Well, I'm glad yeah. you got over that, my friend. I'm glad I did, too. All right. Thank you. <laughs> See you. See you later. Hi. Welcome to the program. Hey, Stu. This is your Yankee fan. Hey, go uh, Yankees, <laughs> I think. Listen, I just want to complain again. I listen to 9 o'clock news, which I never do. And the guy that talked after the regular news and everything, and then he was talking about the local news, and then he says, Red Sox lost yesterday to Tampa, blah, 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 blah. And that was it. He couldn't say anything about the Yankees won. Well, he should do that. I will I will pass that along. He should do that. Cause we have just as many Yankee fans here. He really should, because I'm out and about by the Crystal Mall and whatever. I bet you ten people love my shirt that says Yankees. I'm just saying, not that it matters, because there are just as many Boston fans around. But it's like, why didn't he mention the Yankee game? But I will anyway, pass that along because you're right. Hey, Stu, how's everything going? Okay, hey, it's going okay. Thank you. We're all doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and WICH, still love it. Thank you Thank so you much. Very- <laughs> Appreciate that. Take care, okay? You too. So, Dr. Ingalls used to come and make house calls. Dr. Ingalls, I remember his name very well. Yeah, the doctors used to do that. I mean, he'd come and... Me, I was the sick one usually, swollen glands, this and that, high temperatures. And one day he, call, he came over and he gave me a booster shot. 
I think it was my first booster shot that I remember, and it was horrible. It hurt so much that I thought every time I get a shot, I'm going to go through that pain. You're a little, you're a little kid. You don't want to go through that pain. So I remember when the polio vaccine came out, I was a real pain in the butt. I did not want to get the shot. I was terrible because I remember the pain that Dr. Engels gave me. Finally, and I'm almost embarrassed to tell you, my parents said, look, I know you want a dog. Get the shot. We'll get you a dog. And I'm thinking back now, what a brat I was. So I did it. I went in there, closed my eyes, clenched my teeth, and I didn't even know he gave me the shot. It was painless. Things had really evolved since my first booster. And ever since then, I don't mind getting a shot. And funny. But there was something about that first booster shot. And we, we got a dog. That was nice, too. And our dog got all his shots. You're in the air. Welcome. Hey, good morning, Stu. Good morning, Joey. Yeah, hey, I'm enjoying this day. It's just gorgeous out. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. doing spring cleaning and getting rid of some stuff I don't want. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I remember in the 60s, when I went to the dentist's office, they gave you gas. Yeah, they I did that I don't too. know if it was ether or but it was gas. Mm. You didn't have they didn't give you an overcane. I remember like passing out. I don't I just remember that. Well, I know there are different things they do to calm patients down and numb, but it's mostly Novocaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well nowadays, now it yeah. Is. yeah. But I was a calm I was a calm patient, you know. I, I I cooperated with the dentist and all that, but I remember them putting the gas over my face. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and then they get me gassed up, and then I guess they did the work, and then that was the end of that. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, you're going to have a guest this afternoon, so I'll listen to stand by. But I want you to have a wonderful week, and we might get a little rain this week in this saying now, right? Yeah, who knows? I don't care. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> it don't bother me either, but I like this uh, time of the year, and I like mm-hmm. fall. So, yeah, but what are we going to get, 85 today? Oh, it looks easy, easily 85, and even a little warmer tomorrow, maybe. Oh, wow. All right. All right, my man. You have a good day. You know, those Tampa Bay, I, I, I can't believe they're just they're going to town here. I know. It's not fun. They're running away yeah. with it. All right. All right. Thank yeah, you. Stu. See you, Joey. All right, bro. Well, April showers may come your way. Who's saying that? Al Jolson? Not too many. Actually, we could use an April shower. Maybe this weekend. 889-5252. Always good to hear from you. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Do you wonder if it's okay to treat a headache by yourself? I'll be back with some ways to determine how to handle this situation. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. There are several types of headaches not due to any underlying cause that you may treat yourself. 
These include a migraine headache, as long as it's been previously diagnosed by a doctor, a tension headache, or a cluster headache. Ask your pharmacist to help you choose an over-the-counter product to treat these types of headaches. But always see a physician if your headache was preceded by a blow to the head, if your headache is brought on by exertion or exercise, or if you think your headache might stem from a sinus infection. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a health mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. In case you just tuned in, we're sharing some phobias. Would you like to share yours? Or anything else, 889-5252 is the number. Sometimes when I uh, go to the dentist before I go on the air, um, I like to get an early, early appointment. I'll say, you know, if I need Novocaine, I said, no, no, I don't want Novocaine. And he looks at me like, are you crazy? So I take it because I say, I'm going to go on the air. I don't want to be numb. I don't want to talk. But um, I guess it wears off pretty quickly. <laughs> but certainly it helps. It definitely helps. And they don't want to hurt you. They really don't want to hurt you. But that first booster shot I got, I don't know. I think he jammed it in with a sledgehammer. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. Norwich Pharmacy is now open at 77 Salem Turnpike, serving Norwich and neighboring towns. They are accepting all types of insurance. Former customers of Utley & Jones are encouraged to call or stop by for the same exceptional customer service. They're offering blister packaging for all prescriptions at no additional charge and vaccines without an appointment. They carry all kinds of medical supplies, offer a 20% discount for seniors and veterans with free home delivery. Go to NorwichPharmacy.com or call 860-383-2630. So get in your licks right now on any subject, because after 1 o'clock we're going to uh, be busy. And I hope that uh, it'll be very educational for you and uh, interesting, because we're going to have a, an allergist on the program getting into a, a big allergy season. Although I think I've had one during the winter, so maybe we can help out some folks, because I know how debilitating it can be when you have bad allergies. And then... Um, Heather Summers, who hadn't been on our show in a very long time, is going to check in at 1.30. So uh, we're doing all that after 1 o'clock. This is interesting. Small dogs live longer than larger ones. I think I knew that. A new study published in the American Nationalist Journal reveals smaller dogs live longer than larger ones due to selective breeding and cancer. We had big dogs growing up and... Their back legs were always going, you know, all of a sudden they couldn't use their back legs. It was, but I don't think you get that with smaller dogs. Researcher Jack De Silva says larger dogs didn't necessarily age faster than the smaller breeds, but the research did show that as the breed's average body weight increased, so did the rates of uh, diseases like cancer. We believe the relationship between the dog's body size and their lifespan may be caused by an evolutionary lag in the body's cancer defenses, which are unable to keep up with the rapid and recent selective breeding of bigger dogs. Most of the 400 or so dog breeds we know today have only been established in the past 200 years. I wonder if there's any new ones coming around. Larger dogs haven't had time to evolve better cancer defense mechanisms to match their size. 
Sometimes you see a large dog and they have these big skinny legs. Doesn't kind of fit their body. You know what I mean? Hmm? So we had three collie dogs, and that was always the, the part where all of a sudden they couldn't go up the stairs because their back legs were just not working very well. It was very sad. So today is Pecan Day. Pecan. I like to say that like I'm stuck up. Would you like pecans with that? National Gardening Day. National Dolphin Day. Take a dolphin for lunch or play ball with them. International Moment of Laughter Day. National Ex-Spouse Day. What are you supposed to do with your ex-spouse on this day? Don't be mean to them. And it's also National Bracelet Day. So what are we going to do about those days? I guess some of them are. Gardening is easy. We can do that. 30 days left until Mother's Day. On this day in history, 1828, the Webster Dictionary was first published. I think there were two words in it. On this date in 1865, U.S. President Abraham Lincoln is shot by John Wilkes Booth in the Ford Theater. On this date in 1865. John Wilkes Booth, some people say that he really didn't shoot because, you know, everybody wants to find something else, but he did it. On this date in 1902, the first J.C. Penney store opened up. I was the one waiting in line for that. And in 1912, the Titanic began to sink after it hit an iceberg in the North Atlantic at 11.40 p.m. The ship sank the following morning with the loss of 1,517 lives. There are so many books about the Titanic, and you're still hearing about it. I was in the uh, supermarket, and I saw a magazine, and on the corner of the cover was Titanic. Obviously, because of the anniversary of it. Hmm. Amazing. Fifty Over 1,500 people lost their lives. It was the ship that they said would never sink. Not a good prediction. All right, it's 1139. We can get in another t- call or two, if you like, at 889-5252. Who was the first black performer to win an Academy Award? You can guess at home. See if you're right. First black performer to win an Academy Award. I thought it was that gal in Gone with the Wind. I guess in the starring role. Hmm? That, of course, was the great actor Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier. In 1997, at the age of 21, Tiger Woods became the youngest person to win the Masters. In 1997. You remember this story in 1998? We were talking about it. Dolly, the world's first cloned sheep, gave birth to a healthy baby lamb. Meh. The first cloned sheep. Everybody was talking about cloning humans then, but I don't think it ever materialized. At least we don't know that. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Um, I just heard you talking about the Titanic, and it reminded me, I asked you one time to play that song uh, from the Titanic, and you did, and unfortunately, I had left the room, and I came back, and I just caught the tail end of it. Oh, by Celine Dion, right? I missed, uh, what is it, Yo-Yo Ma, his... 
wonderful playing in that in that uh, record. I think you're talking about Celine Dion's version of that. Yes. Yes. Well, I uh, certainly the anniversary of that tragic day. I certainly will try to play that for you. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, one other thing, mm-hmm. I I usually call on Thursday to advertise uh, Divine Providence Taste of Poland, mm-hmm. and uh, this month uh, they are not having it. You know, they usually have it on the second Friday of the month. So, just to let people know that this month, uh, I guess with all the um, you know, preparations for Easter and everything mm-hmm. that that okay, we're well, taking I, a month off. I uh, hope we, they'll have. Hope we'll have another one soon. Right uh, in May for sure. Because we have to get our Polish food fix. That's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm so going to play that song for you now. Oh, thanks so much. You're welcome. And I'm going to play it because this is the anniversary of the uh, horrible events. There's been a few movies about the Titanic. Of course, they're improvised with some Hollywood stuff that isn't true, and a lot that is. And it was in 1912. People used to say the last time the Red Sox won the World Series. Something like that. Anyway, here is the song. I'm sorry to say that Celine Dion is not in good health. She has one of the most marvelous voices, but let's hear her sing that from the motion picture, The Titanic.
blessed with a gorgeous voice, nice person, Celine Dion, and theme from the Titanic, My Heart Will Go On. Stu Bryer with it, WICH. We're on AM and FM 94.5 and 1310 AM. By the way, that uh, giant spider that I was telling you about that was in the men's room is now gone. I don't know where he went, but uh, I wasn't really looking for him. But He didn't have a web. He was surrounded by barbed wire. This thing was gigantic. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Can I put a swap on? Yeah, we can do that. It's, uh, it's that time, sure. All right. I just have one thing. I got a pool, swimming pool, pump, and filter, if anybody's interested. Mm-hmm. 860-705-8073. Thank you, Stu. You're welcome. I'll tell you right now, if tomorrow's going to, and today is a swimming pool day. People don't usually open their pools until, what, uh, late May or something, whatever. But it's uh, definitely going to be a summer day tomorrow and today. It's 84 degrees. Why not? A little sneak pu- uh, preview of the summer. It's 1148 WICH. 84 degrees right now. Yes, there are strange news stories. How about this one? A woman is making a living selling toenail clippings. I know you're going, ooh. In North Carolina, she makes a living selling her earwax, vacuum dust, skin peelings, and toenail clippings. I don't know how she makes a profit. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. Somebody mentioned earlier that Bill Nash was running again. That is correct. Uh, in Norwich on the council meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the council, I have to say. Um, he's a former cop. so That's correct, and he's also been on the council uh, before. And, yep. Mm-hmm. What I observe when I watch on the um, TV, the meetings, he always had his head down and didn't say a word all the time. You know, he, he was there... Almost like he didn't want to be there. I don't know if he was tired or I don't what. Know. It doesn't sound like but the Bill Nash that I know. Say, mm-hmm. um, I know uh, the other person is a former cop and advocates for this cop. And, um, you know, that's his prerogative uh, to encourage people to vote. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I, you know, I'm going to sit on my recline and just watch it. I'm not voting, so... Uh, well, I, I think it's sad that you don't vote, but it's your prerogative. And that's how I feel about it. We need new people on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even a new mayor throughout, a uh, city manager on down. Uh, the other ones, maybe Singh, which is uh, controversial, because he owns a gas station, he's on there, and, you know, he wants his business to uh, survive and whatnot. But, you know, otherwise, it's boring to me. That's my opinion. Okay. That's what the show is about, opinions. Thank you. And let's take this call. WICH, welcome to the program. Hi. Are you there? 
Mm, Shall we do closed caption? So it's a beautiful day, and you're hanging on the phone, and uh, you could be out enjoying this lovely weather or hanging up on me. Okay. Oh, here he is. Wait a minute. Here's the guy. If you have to make a call, if you have to break a call, please hang up. All right. Clear your throat, sir. You're on the air. Welcome. Yeah, hi. Good hi. morning, Stu. Good morning. I have a couple uh, things I'd like to put on the swap. Sure. Um, I am. Uh, I have a, a T-Cart. It's a Pelman brand uh, T-Cart wagon. Uh, I don't have the dimensions, but it's uh, it's not extremely big, but I'm looking for $35. And the other one is a butcher block table, a uh, 4x6 solid butcher block table looking for $50. My number is 860-908-2246. 908-2246. That's the one. All right, sir. Have Appreciate a great it. one. Thank you. So, uh, you know, when we don't have a guest at this time, quarter of 12, I, I can take swap cell calls, among everything else. Welcome. You're on the air. Hi, I got one ticket for Bat, Bat, Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo Saturday night. Section 5, row N, seat 1 for $100, and I'm looking for her Rolling Stone magazine. When what, where, she, where is she playing, sir? Mohegan Sun. Oh, Mohegan Sun, okay. Mm-hmm. For her uh, Rolling Stone magazine with a picture of her on it. Okay. And the number is... Wait a minute. 860-887-0813. And it's 70813. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi. I'm gonna. I wrote a folk song. Where have the telephone books gone? Where have all the phone books gone? There's no more. People are getting phone numbers online. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, so it's Tom. I've got uh, three albums of antique Norwich postcards for sale. Four hundred fifty dollars. Best offer. Oh, okay, great. I remember the one you gave me. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My number is eight six zero nine one two. Nine one two two nine four four, and uh, how old are these postcards? They're a uh, hundred, more than a hundred years old. Wow, that must be fascinating to see those. Yeah, huh? I, I love Norwich. You know that much, right? Yep. So it's eight six zero nine. Is it eight six zero? Yes. Nine one two two nine four four. That's right. Thanks, Stu. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Over a hundred year old postcards from Norwich. Oh, check that out, huh? 860-912-2944. Hmm. I love that stuff. I like the old nostalgia stuff. I really do. <laughs> I don't even care if it's a replica, as long as it looks like it's one of those old things. Uh, uh, you can get just about everything on video. You, you miss Howdy Doody. You can get the original Howdy Doody shows. Anyway, getting back to this woman who's making a living selling toenail clippings. i got to tell you a little more about it. Her name is Rebecca Blue of North Carolina. She makes a living selling her earwax, spit, vacuum dust, skin, peelings, and toenail clippings. She says she makes $2,000 a month. I say the strangest item I've been asked for is trash and toilet items, or chewing, chewing up food and spitting it out. My friends are huge supporters. Some have even started selling themselves. Is this a put-on? Seriously. It's uh, could be a put Well, if it's true, 
I'd like to know about the people that are buying that stuff. Hmm? I know there was a gentleman who used to sell New York garbage. Seriously, people would buy it because they liked New York and they didn't live there anymore. So he would accumulate New York garbage and uh, he would sell it. And that's true story. True story. I wish it wasn't the other one of selling your uh, earwax. And how about a 10-year-old who saved her sister? 10-year-old Des Moines, Iowa, recently saved her sister, Rosalind Castro, and her sister were home alone, and a fire broke out. Rose ushered her sister out of the house, got a dog walker to call 911. Firefighters quickly arrived to extinguish the flames. Rose's family lost everything in the blaze. However, they didn't lose any of the girls. Mm. And while I have a moment or two, unless you put put on a swap item or anything else, a missing dog has been found after seven years. A Traveler's Rest, South Carolina woman, recently found a stray dog limping in the middle of the street. Jennifer brought the dog to an emergency vet. The dog's microchip was scanned. His name is Nugget. He is from Farmington, New Mexico. That is 2,000 miles from the Traveler's Rest. 2,000 miles. Jennifer sent a text to Nugget's owner, Jesse Springer. Jesse flew to South Carolina to reunite with with Nugget. Nugget had been missing for seven years. What a story. WICH, welcome. Hi, I'm sorry. I, on that Pat Benatar ticket, I gave you the wrong phone number. It's okay. 860-235-7868. 235-7868. Thank you again. Bye. You're welcome. It's good to have a chip for your dog and, you know, if people find their dogs with that. It doesn't hurt the dog. And the New York Police Department has hired robo-dogs. WSPA says the New York City Police have added robo-dogs to their police force. Cops plan to use the 70-pound digital dogs during hostage standoffs. Mayor Eric Adams says if you have a barricaded suspect, if you have someone that's inside the building that is armed, instead of sending police in there, you send dig-a-dog. So these are smart ways of using good technologies. Dig a dog. Okay, well, we don't want anybody to get hurt, and if that helps, I can dig it. So, you know, any other strange news uh, news stories before we get into the news, and then we've got our guests coming up after 1 o'clock. Larissa says the engagement ring Jake Bon Jovi proposed to Millie Bobby Brown is worth $300,000. The cushion-cut four-carat diamond is set in a halo on a polished band. That is quite a -a ring-a-ding. And the New York Post says Pete Davidson is going to host Saturday Night Live on May 16th. I don't think that's any big deal. What can I tell you? But it may make some people happy, and that's okay. We're about a minute away from the news at noon, and then we'll have some big-time fun on our lunchtime oldie. Got an interesting mix of songs. And then after that, we're going to uh, talk about allergies and pollen and uh, 
maybe help people to feel a little better this allergy season with an allergy expert. And then uh, Senator uh, Heather Summers will be with us at about 1.30. So we've got a lot to get in on the final hour with Stu at WICH. In the meantime, the weather calls for temperatures today about 85. Lots of sunshine. Pretty warm tonight and tomorrow. In some areas, we may hit 90 degrees. I'd like to hit 90 in the golf course. Personality Radio, WIC, it's 1310 AM in Norwich, 94.5 FM, 233DB, 94.5 FM. It is now noon. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. On his overseas trip, President Biden is downplaying the significance of the information contained in leaked Pentagon documents. Speaking to reporters, the president was asked if he's worried about the leak. I'm not concerned about the leak because I'm concerned that it happened. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that is all There are no clear answers on how many documents were leaked. A federal appeals court has preserved access to the abortion pill Mufferprestone for now, but reduced the period of pregnancy when the drug can be used and said it could not be dispensed by mail. Also at townhall.com, the Labor Department says jobless claims in the U.S. for the week ending April 8th rose by 11,000 from the previous week. The number of applications remain at relatively low levels, despite efforts by the Federal Reserve to cool the economy and job market in its battle against inflation. Senator Lindsey Graham praising fellow South Carolina Republican Tim Scott for his announcement that he may run for president in 2024. Bob Agnew reports. Senator Graham says of his fellow GOP senator, my friend and colleague Tim Scott has one of the most compelling stories in American politics. During a time of heated racial tensions, Senator Scott, the only black GOP senator, has sought to bridge the gap on race using his own story as proof of the merit of conservative solutions. In a video announcing his exploratory committee, Scott says, quote, I know America is a land of opportunity, not a land of oppression. I know it because I live Bob Agner reporting. Ukraine's foreign minister says his country will not budge from its demand that Russia withdraw its forces from Crimea, as well as from other parts of Ukraine that Moscow illegally annexed more recently. At Wall Street, stocks are higher. The Dow up 169 points. The Nasdaq ahead 176. More at townhall.com. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Russia reportedly might be willing to discuss a potential prisoner swap with the U.S. involving jail Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovitz after his trial on espionage charges. Norway expelling 15 Russian diplomats 
They used the normal euphemism of international relations. Norway's government said 15 Russian diplomats had engaged in activities not compatible with their status. Translated into regular English, they're accused of spying. And this marks just the latest step in a wider Norwegian crackdown on Russian espionage. Last October, a university researcher was arrested in the northern city of Tromso. He'd identified himself as a Brazilian academic, but was accused of being a Russian intelligence officer. The same month, seven Russians were arrested for flying drones near areas considered militarily sensitive. BBC correspondent Paul Moss reporting. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. In health news, something new to worry about. The Office of National Drug Control Policy is designating the tranquilizer xylazine when mixed with fentanyl as an emerging threat. The drug was approved for veterinary use more than 50 years ago, but recently has been showing up in the supply of illicit drugs across the U.S., where it's sometimes known as Trank. It's a depressant that can slow down users' heart rates and breathing and cause skin ulcers and abscesses. No antidote has been identified, but the designation clears the way to spend taxpayer money to develop strategies to deal with xylazine. Ron DeRockster reporting. Florida executing a man known as the Ninja Killer for the 1989 slayings of a couple visiting the state from New Jersey. Louis Bernard Gaskin pronounced dead at 6.15 local time Wednesday after receiving a lethal injection. He was dubbed the Ninja Killer because he wore all-black ninja clothing during the crimes. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldie Show on 1310 WICH. And let's have some fun on this day in 1957. This was the number one song in the country. Well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. My friends say I'm acting wild as a bug. I'm in love. I'm all shook up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my hand is shaky and my knees are weak. I can't seem to stand on my own two feet. Who do you think of when you have such luck? I'm in love. I'm all shook up. Ooh, Me what's on my mind I'm a little mixed up Gonna feel fine When I'm near the girl That I love best My heart beats so It scares me to death When she touches my hand What a chill I got Her lips are like a volcano that's hot I'm proud to say that she's my buttercup I'm in love I'm all shook up Ooh. Ooh. When I try to speak My insides shake like a leaf on a tree There's only one cure for this body of mine That's to have that girl and a love so fine She touched my head and what the chill I got Her lips are like a volcano that's hot I'm proud to say that she's my buttercup I'm in love I'm all shook up Yeah. All, up. All right. Elvis. 
when you were driving around in your 57 Chevy, that was number one. This week... Got an interesting mix for you today. Enjoy the tunes. Gonna hear a lot of your favorites, and I'll go into the vault as well for something weird. This is called Born on the Bayou. Revival. A lot of people think they were all from the Bayou. Actually, they were born in New York. Born in the Bronx. So how's Bayou? Here's Linda Ronstadt. 
That does the uh, Roy Orbison song that was a hit, and then she made it a hit with her version of it, The uh, Blue Bayou. It's quarter after 12. Stu Breyer with you. Temperatures today should uh, hang around 
at about um, 85 degrees. I don't know if we're setting any records, but uh, we could 85. We could hit 90 degrees tomorrow. I know we're getting greedy, but after that it'll turn into normal temperatures, right? Normal temperatures. Hey, how about a song by uh, Bill Haley and the Comets? You know, people say that Elvis was the king of rock and roll, but other people say, well, this song was the beginning of rock and roll and really kicked it in. Four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. What you glad right so? Join me home. We'll have some fun when the clock strikes. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. We're going to rock, 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 go for rock daylight. We're going to rock, we're going to rock around the clock tonight. When the clock strikes two, three, and four, if the band slows down, we'll yell for more. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. We're going to rock, 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 go for rock daylight. We're going to rock, we're going to rock around the clock Times ring five, six, and seven. We'll be right in seventh heaven. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. We're gonna rock, rock, rock till broad daylight. We're gonna rock, gonna rock around the clock tonight. Oh, well, it's eight, nine, ten, eleven, two. I'll be going strong, and so will you. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. We're gonna rock, rock, rock till broad daylight. We're gonna rock, gonna rock around the clock tonight. songs doing to our teenagers. Of course, people forget about some of the dancers in the 20s, huh? You want to see some strange dancers, huh? On WICH weather, sunny today. 87 for a high. 78 at the shore. Tonight, mostly clear, low 59. And tomorrow, we may hit 90 degrees inland, 80 degrees at the shore. Saturday gets more normal. Isolated Showers, if possible, we need them. High 74, and then Sunday, mostly cloudy. 69 inland, 64 at the shore. But it sure is a nice stretch of weather, huh? Definitely. Spring plus.
on Hustler Turf Raptor Series mowers at K&H Equipment during the month of April. Hustler Residential zero-turn mowers feature thick one-piece frames, welded steel decks for durability, and are powered by Kawasaki V-Twin Performance Engines. Don't settle for a big-box store buying experience. Buy what the pros buy, where the pros buy, at your knowledgeable, authorized Hustler dealer. Check out the Hustler Spring Sale event today at K&H Equipment in Plainfield. Offer valid through April 30th. Restrictions apply. See K&H for complete details. When it comes to insurance, we hold your hand throughout the process. Well, sort of. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. Auto, home, life, recreational, and business. Chris and Beth bring years of experience and solid philosophy to help you choose the right coverage. Call Beth and Chris for a no-obligation quote and review of your coverage at 860-269-7779. Salem Turnpike next to Joanne Fabrics in Norwich. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. We want to hold your hand. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. I'm so frustrated with our company's cleaning service. They're not living up to their promises, and it's really starting to bug me. That's why I use SureBright Commercial Cleaning Services. I know it's done right every time. Out of sight, out of mind. I'm Chris Heller, co-owner of SureBright. It all comes down to customer service. We know that our customers, like Hall Communications, trust us with their facility as well as their image. And we appreciate just how important superior maintenance is to our customers, their customers, and their employees. That's why with SureBright, you'll get all only the best in service and quality. Being a family-owned, independent company, customers know that they can always call either Chris or Patsy Heller with any questions or concerns. Shorebright Commercial Cleaning Service, a division of Shorebright Enterprises Incorporated. Out of sight, out of mind works for me. I'm going with Shorebright Commercial Cleaning Services. Great choice. Shorebright Commercial Cleaning Services. Done right every night. Out of sight, out of mind. Serving Connecticut. Call 860-887-9785 or visit shorebrightinc.com. So did you, ever, did you ever hear a real blues singer, uh, when they sing, they really don't sound very happy. But there is a song called Singing the Blues, and this guy couldn't be any more happy. He's whistling, he's shuffling. Well, I never felt more like singing the blues, cause I never thought that I
You should hear him when he's really happy, huh? My goodness. Guy Mitchell. Guy Mitchell, rockabilly king back in the 50s. Most of his hits were rockabilly hits. All right, I went into the vault, and I'm with an open mind trying to find a lost vinyl that maybe you'll like, a song that I've never heard, but maybe when we all hear it for the first time, you might say... Stu, don't put it back in the vault. Keep it around. Will you make up your mind? This is called Baby. You're driving me crazy. I hope the song doesn't. And it's sung by Johnny D. Joe D. Okay, here's Joe D. Your number one lover on the shelf. Say, baby, baby, you're driving me crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. I say, lover, lover, there isn't any other. No, 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 no. I say, lover, lover, there is no other. Yeah. Yeah. Get a hold of yourself and lose control. You're gonna find you had a Say you're, you're so fine You're about to make me lose my mind I say, baby yeah. You're driving me crazy whoa, 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 whoa. I say, baby This sounds familiar to you. That was originally an instrumental by Dave Baby Cortez. And uh, they put words to it. It's called Baby, You're Driving Me Crazy. Here's something by 
Dave Baby Cortez. See if this sounds familiar to you. One of the great instrumental groups. Happy organ. Dave Baby Cortez on Stu's lunchtime break at WICH is the temperature now at 84. Let's uh, throw in a lost vinyl. Song was a hit by a gentleman who had one hit. His name, John D. Loudermilk. He wrote this song and he truly nailed it. It's called The Language of Love. Just a watching the stars above They don't have to say a thing They're speaking the language of the love Sipping on a chocolate shake You can tell what they're thinking of Their eyes are saying little secret things They're using the language of love
somebody says ooby-dooby-doo to you, you know that there's definitely love in the air. Hey, here's Cindy Lapper. Girls just want to have lunch. Uh, fun, fun. On the Lunchtime Oldies. about it. Biggest hit for Cindy Lauper and the girls just want to have fun. Right? Did she have that one right? Okay. Now here's a song that was one of the biggest hits 
1966. Many charts had it as the number one hit of the year in 1966, but you never hear it, except right here now. Here's the Ballad of the Green Beret. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Silver wings upon their chest These are men America's best 100 men will test today But only three win the Green Beret Trained to live off nature's land Trained in combat hand to hand Men who fight by night and day Courage take from the Green Beret Silver wings upon their chest These are men, America's best One hundred men will test today But only three win the Green Beret Back at home a young wife waits Her Green Beret has met his fate He has died for those oppressed Leaving her this last request Put silver wings my son's chest Make him one Of America's best He'll be a man They'll test one day Have him win The Green Beret It was number one for several weeks in 1966 and you never hear it. Well, we have it here. Sergeant Barry Sandler saluting the Green Berets. I remember a little fellow once called, could you play that song, The Ballad of the Green Beret? Hey, looks like it could be called Beret. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Is our temperature at 84 degrees right now? It's two. We're going to talk about allergies. Millions of people have them every year. Some very seriously, and maybe we can help some folks out with your allergies this year because I do have an expert coming on the program and hope we can help you out. And then Senator Heather Summers is going to be joining us talking about what's happening at the Capitol. Dave Clark Five have uh, two greatest hits albums. That's how good they are, and it's hard to pick one of them because all of their hits, just about all of them, made number one. And when you talk about rock and roll, they were good competition for the Beatles for a little while. So let's play one of their songs right now and uh, 
See if you remember this one by the Dave Clark Five. Once in a while, they took one oldie and then energized it a whole lot. Here's one of them that you may remember. Do you love me? They charged up. Everybody said, man, can they rock and roll? And then they fooled everybody when they sang this beautiful ballad. Dave Clark Five. Here's the ballad side of Dave Clark Five. Probably the only ballad they ever recorded. Is this the same group? Because, because 
Sweet, softer side of the Dave Clark Five on Stu's lunchtime break. Uh, we like to throw in a country classic every day this hour, and who better than a Jim Reeves song, huh? Out where the bright lights are glowing, you're drawn like a moth. You laugh while the wine's overflowing While I sit and whisper your name Claustrophobia, huh? Jim Reeves. What a voice, huh? What a classic. That's our country classic today. Let her ride. The 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. They're all back again on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies from WICH AM 1310 and 94.5 FM. Dum 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 d
Delphonics, Del Vikings, excuse me. Delphonics is another group. And Farmer in the Dell is another story. Let's, um, I gotta play this because I found it in the vault too, and I was totally shocked that it's actually a John Lennon song that I had never heard. So that just knocked my ego down a little bit. I'm gonna play a little bit of it now because I don't even know what to expect. It's called Surprise, Surprise, Sweet Bird of Paradox. John Lennon.
Where did that come from? It is John Lennon. It's called Surprise, Surprise, Sweet Bird of Paradox. Well, once in a while, it's nice to find something that we've never heard before, especially if it's a former Beatle, huh? Hi, folks. This is Ed Lowe, trust and estates attorney at Ed Lowe Law. I'll be in your neighborhood to teach you about the basics of estate planning. Everyone has an estate, so everyone needs an estate plan. And I'm happy and proud to be the one to teach everyone about the essential planning they need to protect their money and family. I'm hosting several estate planning crash courses throughout southeastern Connecticut during the week of April 17th. Enjoy good company, some laughs, gift card drawings for an extra dose of fun, and most importantly, the wisdom of an easy-to-understand conversation about estate planning. April 17th in Waterford, April 18th in Colchester, April 19th in Old Line, and April 20th in Ledgerd. The seminar is free. To register and find location information, visit edlowlaw.com. That's E-D-L-O-W-E-Law.com. Or call 203-951-5435. Ed Low Law, estate planning attorney for your estate planning journey. Swamp Yankee. That's a term that means a lot of things. To some, it's a hick or a redneck. We prefer something along the lines of salt of the earth. To us, they represent those who are good with tools, are fast thinkers, aren't easily lured by shiny modern stuff, and have possibly eaten a possum or two. At Swamp Yankee Arms, they sell firearms to those who wear the term proudly. Whether for hunting, protection, or just peace of mind, Swamp Yankee Arms, 89D North Main Street, Jewett City. Hey, it's that time of year. The movies are back at the Mansfield Drive-In every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. And I-98.3 night is this Thursday. All right, let's get to it. On screen one, starting at 8 o'clock, it's Super Mario Brothers. That's a go. Then stick around for Bad Guys. There's always a double feature on all three screens. All right, screen two, Keanu Reeves in John Wick Chapter 4. This hit goes out to you. And that's followed by Jason Statham and Josh Hartnett in Operation Fortune. And on screen three at eight o'clock, Dungeons and Dragons. Here's the thing. We're a team of thieves. Oh, and after Dungeons and Dragons on screen three, yeah, it's screen six. And don't forget, you can get tickets online at mansfielddrivein.com or at the front gate. And you got the Mansfield Marketplace every Sunday from eight to two, only at Mansfield Drive-In. Isn't that great? Mansfield Drive-In. The drive-ins are open. My goodness. Bring them all back, I say. Here's Linda and Aaron. I don't know much, but I know how much I love you. Look at this face. I know the years are showing. Look at this life. I still don't know where it's going. I don't know much But I know I love you And that may be all I need to know Look at these eyes They've never seen what matters Look at this dream I know I love you 
Aaron Neville, he's the guy who also did a great song called Tell It Like It Is, and everybody knows Linda. So we have a uh, guest after the 1 o'clock news, a very timely one. Dr. Joy Hong is a pediatrician with ProHealth Physicians located in Glastonbury, and uh, she is going to uh, give us some tips on allergies, maybe help us in uh, some of the best ways to deal with them. We're getting into the big fat pollen season, so that'll be uh, coming up after the news. Maybe I can share some of my allergies with her. Personality Radio, WICH AM 1310 in Norwich. Jimmy Fallon entertains you at uh, Charlie Burke. WICH FM 94.5 FM W233 DB. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. During a meeting with President Biden, Israel's Prime Ireland's Prime Minister, Leo Varadkar, says he appreciates the president's leadership on Ukraine. I never thought in my lifetime that we'd see a war of this nature happen in Europe again. And uh, democracy and liberty and the things that we believe in are on retreat or in retreat in large parts of the world. And if it wasn't for American leadership and if it wasn't for America and Europe working together, I don't know what kind of world we live in. While in Dublin, the president says he cannot say much about the probe into leaked documents. I can't right now. There is a full-blown investigation going on, as you know, with the intelligence community and the Justice Department, and we're getting close. We don't. I don't have an answer. He says the documents do not contain information of great consequence. Also at townhall.com, wholesale prices fell last month, an encouraging sign of easing inflation. 
The Labor Department's producer price index, which reflects prices charged by manufacturers, farmers, and wholesalers, was down half a percent from February to March. That was led by a big drop in the price of gasoline. Year-over-year, wholesale prices were up 2.7 percent, the mildest 12-month increase since January of 2021, and way down from 11.7 this time last year. Excluding volatile food and energy, the core rate, considered a better gauge of underlying inflation, was down 0.1 percent, putting it at 3.4 percent annually. Jennifer King, Washington. And in more economic news, the Labor Department says jobless claims in the U.S. for the week ending April 8th rose by 11,000, up to 239,000, the highest level in more than a year. Applications for unemployment benefits are broadly seen reflective of the number of layoffs in the U.S. On Wall Street, the Dow had 233 points and the Nasdaq up 178. More at townhall.com. This is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Well, I've been looking forward to uh, talking with uh, our doctor here about allergies and millions of people every year have a lot of uh, suffering with allergies. Maybe we can help you out with our guest, Dr. Joy Hong, pediatrician with Pro Health Physicians located in Glastonbury. Hi, doctor. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to talk about a very appropriate seasonal topic. Is this the biggest allergy season, uh, spring, summer? So, good question. I, you know, this is, I feel like every year we say this is the biggest allergy season we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, springtime is typically in Connecticut a, a quite dramatic um, sudden onset allergy season. Um, kids go adults as well. Um, go from really not having any symptoms to having pretty significant symptoms in a short period of time. And so it, it hits hard and fast here in Connecticut. I've, but we can get allergies during the winter. I think for the first time in my life I had allergies this winter. It was just, wait, what is that all about? Am I allergic to snow? But there's other things going on, right? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We didn't have a lot of snow, and I think that was part of the problem. We had a very mild winter, so... You know, there are some low-level pollens um, that do circulate even in the very early part of spring. Like even February, we see some of the juniper and the cedar pollens that start to come out, and that'll give us some of the symptoms. Um, wintertime, though, is usually more indoor allergens, more like mold and dust mite and things like that. So this question I'm sure you're asked a lot, what is the difference between allergies and a cold? I would say allergies may work last seven weeks or more, but what, what is the difference? That's a good question. They're two very different things from a medical standpoint. Allergies are your body's response to something it sees as foreign. 
So for most people, that would be things like the dust in the air, the pollen grains that come out in the springtime. And your body actually sees that as something it needs to fight off and mounts an immune response, something called an eosinophilic response. And it makes you itchy. It makes your eyes run. It makes your nose tickle. It makes you cough. It makes you sneeze. A cold is usually due to something called a viral infection, so that's actually a contagious illness that we can spread from person to person. The symptoms can be really similar, so you can feel very similar with a mild cold as you do with allergies. It's often very challenging to sort that out, and for us in pediatrics especially, that's one of the biggest challenges when a parent calls with someone who has these symptoms. How do I know if it's allergies? How do I know if it's a cold? My typical answer is, let's have you come in, let's let's check you out and let's take a look and see because there are some differences when you look at people on their examinations from a cold to an allergies. But from a symptom standpoint, it's very hard to tell the difference. I'll agree with you. So, Doctor, why do some people get terrible reactions to pollen and others don't experience anything at all? That's the million-dollar question. I, I don't know for sure. There's a lot of research that's been done on that. We do, every, we do know everyone's body's immune system is a little different. Um, Some people respond dramatically to things in their environment. Some people have allergies to foods. Some people have allergies to fragrances, um, to materials like wool and things like that. A lot has to do with your own body's response to foreign substances. And some of it is inherited. Some of it, I think, is due to the level of the actual irritant in the environment. Some people have a threshold where a little bit bothers them. Some people, they need a lot to bother them. But we're still sort of figuring out why that is. And we've certainly seen over the past, you know, 20 years or so, a dramatic increase in the number of people who suffer with allergy symptoms, whether that be pollen allergies or food allergies. So there's definitely some environmental factor as well as a genetic factor. Some people have said, uh, well, I had so many allergies when I was a kid, but I, I outgrew them. And other people said, I never have allergies till later in life. Do you find that common? Yes, very common. Some people do outgrow their allergies. Um, Some of that can be due to changes in where they live. They may be allergic to things that are predominant in one part of the country that aren't as prevalent in another part of the country. So that's something that can happen at times. You may grow up in an area with a high pollen count for one certain type of pollen. You move somewhere else and that pollen isn't around as much, so you don't experience the symptoms as much. Um, But some people's immune systems over time actually can develop tolerance to these allergens. And it's interesting that you bring that point up because that's actually one of the potential treatments for allergies um, that can be given, which are the allergy shots or the allergy drops or the allergy sublingual um, tablets where you actually give yourself a low dose of an allergen to develop the ability to not be allergic Mm -hmm. anymore. A listener, uh, and I I told a listener that I would ask you this, they said they had read about um, a pill that you can take that has uh, wonderful results as opposed to going to an allergist and getting a shot. you know anything about that one? So I'm guessing there's two potential answers to this question. One could be that there are medications that treat allergies in general. Those are the classes of medicines called antihistamines. Um, Those are things like Claritin, Zyrtec, Allegra. They're available over the counter. They're usually in the cough and cold aisle in most of your pharmacies. And for many people, taking one of those daily during allergy season takes care of their allergy symptoms, and they're all set. So that's one option with the pill. Um, The other option would be something that you would actually get from an allergist, and, and your listener may have been talking about something called the sublingual immunotherapy, which is a tablet that you put under your tongue that's actually prescribed by your allergist. It's very specific to the pollens to which you're allergic, 
and that's something where you would take that over time to almost sort of cure your allergies or make you less allergic to those things. That sounds encouraging. Yes, mm. very encouraging. There's a lot of really good science and a lot of really good things that are coming down the pipeline in terms of allergy treatment. So what exactly are the common symptoms of uh, seasonal allergies? For most people in the spring, it's itchy eyes, it's watery eyes, it's a runny nose, it's sneezing. For some people, they have a sense of a tickle in their throat. They feel like they need to cough all the time. Some people actually get what we call allergic asthma, which is where they have trouble breathing or they might almost feel short of breath or wheezy when they're outside in the pollen. Those people may not think they have asthma as part of their daily life, but they experience those symptoms during the pollen season. Some mm. people also honestly get body symptoms with allergies. You can get itchy rashes like hives. Some people feel generally a little bit more tired and achy during allergy season. Those are what we call the systemic or full body symptoms of allergies that affect some people. Well, I've certainly had the itchy eyes lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to keep, you know, keep your hands off your eyes these keep days. Keep your hands off your Wash your hands. Keep your hands off your eyes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I sure would like to help some people that are suffering every year with uh, some of the things that uh, are available to them that may prevent at least bad cases of uh, allergies so without going to uh, somebody, a doctor like yourself, um, what are over-the-counter things that you may want to try first? Yeah, there's some great things you can try first. And the first thing I always talk about is not medicine. The first thing I always talk about are some lifestyle changes that you can do to make allergies less problematic. So you think about why do we get allergies? We're exposed to the pollen. Usually at this time of year, it's tree pollen. It's outdoor pollen. People love to be outside when the weather is nice. Please get outside, get your exercise, get your fresh air. That's really important. But while you're outside, you know, you can do a couple of different things. Um, for some people, actually wearing a mask when they're doing a lot of heavy yard work can be helpful to cut back on the pollen that they're breathing in. Um, but more importantly, it's what you do when you come inside from the outdoor play. So whether you're playing outside, whether you're walking, running, exercising, come inside right away, go to the sink, rinse off your face, splash some water on your hair, wash your hands, just get that pollen off of your face and your hair right away. And then if you're able to actually take a shower or change your clothes at that point, that's also very helpful because you take all the pollen off of your body. Otherwise, you're kind of walking around with it on you all day long. So those are sort of environmental things you can do. Other things that are really helpful are things like wearing hats and sunglasses outside to prevent the amount of pollen that goes in your eyes, that goes in your hair. Um, you can keep your windows closed at night, and a lot of people like to have their windows open for the fresh air, but the pollen counts at night are pretty high. And so if you keep your windows closed at night, you're cutting down on the amount you're breathing. So those are some things environmentally you can do. Um, some people also will go to the extent of putting in, like, air purifier filters, like the HEPA filters in their rooms. Those can be helpful if you really suffer badly from pollen. Mm -hmm. But in terms of medicine, I think you're asking about over-the-counter stuff we can get without having to see a doctor, which is kind of what everyone wants to do. But I always encourage you, if you're ever in doubt, please call your health care provider. We're really more than happy to see you and help you kind of walk through the process here. Um, we're generally going to recommend um, starting with the over-the-counter, what we call antihistamines, which are what I referenced before, cetirizine, which is Zyrtec, um, Allegra, which is, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name of that, but Allegra, um, and the ofexafenidine is Allegra, and then um, loratadine, which is Claritin. So those are all available over-the-counter without a doctor's prescription. Those are pills or liquid. 
depending on the age of the person. There's liquid versions for children. Please call your pediatrician before dosing these medicines for younger children. We really um, want to make sure you're giving your kids the right amount of medicine if you're giving them medicine. And then there's also nose sprays and eye drops. You referenced your itchy eyes. So, you know, there's plenty of over-the-counter eye drops. Up until very recently, you had to go to a doctor to get these prescriptions, but we now have a lot of them available over-the-counter. Things like Zatator and Patinol are available now for people to use for their itchy eyes. In your career, Dr. Hong, have you, what would be the most unusual allergy that you've come across? Well, that's a good question. I... <laughs> <laughs> trying to think back on all the unusual allergies. I think, honestly, for me, it'll probably be one of the food allergies for kids where we see mm-hmm. some kind of unusual food allergies show up in kids that we didn't used to see. Things like, you know, mango or, um, you know, strawberries. We didn't used to really see a lot of that. We're starting to see a little bit more of that in kids. But you have a friend who's allergic to tomatoes and his daughter's allergic yeah. to tomatoes and it goes right down the line. Yes, yes. You do sometimes see those and they, it's not mm-hmm. the most common. The one thing I will say that, that does show up a lot, especially in the springtime getting back to the, the unusual presentations of allergies, is some people do uh, suffer from something called oral allergy syndrome. And what that is actually is not an anaphylaxis, meaning you don't need an EpiPen, you don't like need to go to the hospital, but when you eat certain fruits or vegetables, you experience discomfort. Your mm. tongue might feel a little itchy, your throat might feel a little scratchy. Usually those are people who have seasonal pollen allergies, and when they eat a fruit or vegetable, their body thinks it's the pollen, kind of cross-reacts in a sense, um, and mm. so their body responds in a way they would, for example, if they were out and they got you know, tree pollen in their face. And they have those experiences when they eat food. The good thing for those is that when you cook the food, that symptom goes away. So if you love apples, but they make your throat itchy, if you cook the apples, your throat won't get itchy. These are all good things to know. I mean, we like to get away from the pollen, but sometimes when I'm driving, it looks like it snowed on my windshield <laughs> and it's, it's following me. But, uh, and also I wanted to mention this before we take a little break here. Uh, the, uh, for those who have a lot of allergies, is going to the beach a good way to get a little relief? Sometimes it is. It depends whether or not you're allergic to beach grass. Oh. But if it's <laughs> anything in general, anything that gets you out of the immediate range of a lot of the trees and into the water can be helpful. Water is a great thing for allergies. You wash the pollen off and a lot of the symptoms start to improve. So the beach can be a really good place for people who don't suffer from the beach allergies. You may want to try it today. It's 85 degrees. I know. Here. I wish. I'm sitting in the office getting ready to see patients this afternoon, but I would be out there in a heartbeat if I didn't have kids I wanted to take care of today. Got a short break, and we have a few more questions for you. We'll be right back. Sounds good. Norwich Pharmacy is now open at 77 Salem Turnpike, serving Norwich and neighboring towns. They are accepting all types of insurance. Former customers of Utley and Jones are encouraged to call or stop by for the same exceptional customer service. They're offering blister packaging for all prescriptions at no additional charge and vaccines without an appointment. They carry all kinds of medical supplies, offer a 20% discount for seniors and veterans with free home delivery. Go to NorwichPharmacy.com or call 860-383-2630. 
Why wait when miles and miles of carpet and tile are right here in stock at the Floor Covering Shop, Eastern Connecticut's home of in-stock flooring. Been that way since 1963. Sales, installation, financing, and in-stock flooring. Miles of it at the Floor Covering Shop. Come see the Graff family. 385 Central Avenue in Norwich. Online at FloorCoveringShopInc.com and on Facebook. Wall to wall, we cover it all. We got miles and miles of carpet and tile. The sun is getting higher in the sky, and our lawns and gardens are coming back to life. It's time to get outside and help get things back in shape. Part of that is getting to the local garden center, hardware store, or nursery for the products and advice needed to help make things green again. Let Smith Acres help you create the garden of your dreams. Come to beautiful downtown Nyanic, and our veggie girls will give you great advice. Paired along with Farmer Joe's beautiful farm-grown annuals, perennials, herbs, and vegetables, it's a recipe for success. Come play in the dirt with us. Hides Home and Farm, 217 Entrepano Avenue in Norwich. Stop by for all your lawn and gardening needs. Bulk soil, seeds, fertilizer, mulches, bagged coast of Maine, and black gold. Grab your pansies, tulips, and cold crops now. Spring is here, and Burnett's Country Gardens is growing everything you need to make it blooming beautiful. We have southeastern Connecticut's largest selection of locally grown plant material. Shop fresh and beautiful on Route 85 in Salem. Your local businesses know what you need to turn April showers into May flowers. Shop local today. It's great to have Dr. Hong with us. Hope we're going to have her on a lot. Um, allergies are here, and uh, she's on the uh, telephone with us. You're located in Glastonbury, which is not too far from us. Yes. So what do, what do you tell a radio announcer, Snicker, <laughs> who has uh, allergies occasionally now and gets a little hoarse? What, what would you recommend they uh, they take to clear the throat a little bit. Right. So first I would say to said radio announcer that it's always good to check with your own physician to go, you know, to come up with a good care plan that's specific to you. But from an over-the-counter standpoint, things that have been shown to be helpful for that occasional hoarse voice when you have the allergies, honey is wonderful. Um, Some warm tea with a little bit of honey is great. There's some studies that actually show that having a daily dose of local honey can help some people not have as severe allergies. So that's a good place to start. And we all know that honey is very good at coating the throat. But the -the over-the-counter allergy medicines are also a really good place to start. They tend to be pretty helpful for that post-nasal drip that can give you a little bit of the throat tickle. Mm. Some of the nose sprays are also something that are available. I didn't touch on those before, but things like uh, the Flonase or the Fluticasone, which is an over-the-counter nasal steroid spray, helps with some of the swelling that the nose gets from allergies. There's also actual antihistamine nasal sprays, things like um, Astapro is one, and, and those actually help without using a steroid. They help reduce some of the allergy symptoms in the nose. Um, I would say this. I do not recommend things like Afrin nose spray. That's a decongestant nose spray. It's great when you have a cold or a stuffy nose for a couple of days, but if you use it more than a couple of days in a row, it actually can make things worse when you stop using it. So that's one of those that if you use it, use it very sparingly just for a day or two if really needed for stuffy noses. Well, these tips are very important. I appreciate them. So when the season is uh, starting, how can you uh, prepare yourself with a suit of armor to make sure that it doesn't hit you. Bingo. I love the suit of armor analogy. Actually, preparing in advance for allergy season is really helpful. For kids especially, 
It helps for parents to know when they're going to start to be stuffy, when they're going to start to sneeze, when they're going to get sent home from school for a runny nose. So the first thing I recommend is starting to figure out what are your triggers for your allergies. People generally fall into seasonal categories for their allergy symptoms. Springtime is tree pollen. Tree pollen usually starts in March and runs through around, I usually say ballpark around July 4th weekend. That's when the spring pollen usually has settled down. So kids and people who are stuffy and itchy in the spring, they usually start needing to use or think about using allergy medicine preventatively or daily beginning around the beginning of March and continuing at least through June. For people who have summer allergies, which is usually the grass pollens, those usually kick in right when the spring pollen ends. So usually right around um, July 4th weekend, goes through the summer, tapers off as we get into fall. Fall is the ragweed season. You start to see that just before the kids go back to school, right around Labor Day, and that usually peaks around October, sometimes even continues into November. I usually say until we get a good hard frost in the fall is when you want to think about ragweed pollen. So starting to figure out what your pollen triggers are is the first best place to start. Then you can start building your suit of armor. Um, For people who have other symptoms that don't respond to simple over-the-counter medicines, I definitely recommend checking in with your doctor kind of getting a plan in place for your preventative allergy treatment is really helpful. We can help walk you through what the pollen seasons are that might be bothering you, what are the medicines that might work work the best for you, and actually come up with a treatment plan so you know what to do and what time of year to start. So are you better off at certain times of the day to go outside early in the morning, later in the evening? Pollen counts typically start to, they peak up in the middle of the night, so around three or four in the morning. So early morning is generally a time when there is a pretty large amount of pollen out there. Mm. For people who tend to want to exercise early in the morning, please keep doing it. If that's the time of day it works for you, I think the benefit of exercise far outweighs the, the side effect of pollen. So keep up your routine, but be mindful of those things that I mentioned before, like as soon as you come in from exercising or being outdoors, you know, take a quick shower, t- change your clothes before you go about the rest of your day. Um, those are those are kind of some of the things to pay attention to. And then windy conditions, typically when we have dry and windy conditions, pollen counts will fly around. Um, one of the interesting things you can do, just getting back to the planning piece of this, is you actually can track your pollen counts. There are a lot of the weather apps have uh, pollen trackers on them, so you oh, can yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so you can actually look and see. But you'd be like, oh, my eyes are so itchy today. I wonder what's out there. Mm-hmm. And you look up and you're like, wow, how about that? It's the elm pollen. So then you can actually start over time to sort of figure out what your triggers might be and pay attention to that. I think that's also helpful for a lot of people, especially people who like information. So are we better off with uh, the air conditioner going? Does that help at all? The air conditioner definitely helps. It cuts down on the pollen that comes into your home. Again, getting back to the keeping the windows closed. And so keeping your home environment as free of pollen as possible is helpful for allergy sufferers at this time of year. So that's where keeping the windows closed, keeping the AC on. You can buy one of those HEPA filters if you want to get one of those, the ones that say true HEPA filtration. They're um, usually certified asthma and and allergy-free if you look on the labels there, um, or allergy-friendly, I think, is the term that they use. Those are helpful um, for really helping your indoor environment be as allergy-free as possible. The other thing to think about is your pets. You know, if you have pets that are going in and out, they're carrying that pollen in on their fur. So give them a quick, you know, wipe down with a damp towel when they come in from outside. That's helpful as well. So if pollen gets into your bedroom, which is not a fun thing, um, does it last long? Can it, unless you, you know, clean things or... 
cleaning is is great for getting rid of pollen. It'll kind of sit there until you take care of it. So mm-hmm. again, kind of and dust mite allergens as well in the winter. So washing your bedding regularly, doing a hot water wash, um, putting your stuff in the dryer instead of hanging it on the line. I mean, we all like that fresh air smell on our on our linens, mm-hmm. but. Um, but hanging your clothes to dry at this time of year, you're going to get a lot of pollen on them that you're going to then bring in the house. So this is a good time of year to use a dryer if you have access to one to dry your clothes. Okay, one last question. If, uh, if somebody goes to see you, and you have obviously a lot of people through the years that do, Dr. Joy Hong is with us. Are there many new things that we can get excited about that help to treat people who are going through hell with their uh, allergies? So like I mentioned before, there is a lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline. We've come a long way with the availability and the variety of allergy medicines. Um, I touched on the ones that are available over the counter, but there are additional prescription medications that can be helpful for people that don't have full relief of their symptoms with the ones you can get over the counter. So Mm -hmm. it definitely is worth a visit to your primary care doctor if you feel like what you've done on your own hasn't really taken care of your problems. And I think there are going to continue to be more and more advances in in this area because, like I mentioned, allergies are on the rise. Global warming has triggered higher pollen counts, longer allergy seasons, and so this is something that I think we're all going to need to pay attention to moving forward. So we go to so many different doctors now. When I was a kid, we had one doctor who did everything, you know? Yes, yeah. Now, should we go to, uh, I know you're a pediatrician, should we go to an allergist or your, our regular GP should know all of these things? A regular GP is a great place to start. You know, we refer our patients to the allergist, and our allergists in the area are great, but not every allergy sufferer needs to see a specialist. The majority of people with allergies can be treated really effectively with their primary care doctor. So this, you know, this kind of thing, call your doctor's office first, whether it's a pediatrician, whether it's a family medicine physician, whether it's a nurse practitioner or a physician's assistant that you see for your care. They are going to give you outstanding advice. I know within ProHealth we have, you know, many good care providers that are really comfortable at dealing with allergy symptoms in, in all age groups. So I think you can be very comfortable starting with your primary care provider, and then, you know, they'll refer you elsewhere if it's, if it's needed, but you may save yourself a specialist visit uh, by, by calling us first. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a pleasure to speak with you, Dr. Hong. Hope we can talk again because this is a subject I really would love to help people with, uh, especially really bad allergies. So thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I, and I appreciate you really taking the time because you're right. Allergies are a problem for a lot of people, and it, it causes us a lot of distress. So I, I thank you for your time, and thank mm, you for the welcome. opportunity. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Okay. All right, let's take a break. 89.5252. Hopefully we'll be hearing from uh, Heather Summer. In a few minutes. Southeastern Connecticut, are you ready for a deal? A real deal? If so, it's time to take a ride to Falvey's Motors, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram during the Jeep Celebration Event and Ram Truck Month. The month of April will be a month to remember. Find your new car or truck while trade-in values continue to be at an all-time high. Stop into Falvey's. We'll find your trade-in value money that can be used towards your new vehicle. Are you looking to purchase a new Ram or a new Jeep Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, second or third row? Renegade or Compass? We're 
confident we can help you find the vehicle of your dreams with a stress-free car buying experience. We continue to have ground stock inventory arriving daily. Get to Falvey's located on Route 32 in Norwich right down the street from Mohegan Sun or visit us online 24-7 at falvey's.com. This is TJ Falvey. Not seeing what you are looking for? Check with us. I'm sure we can save you money. Let's discuss what I have in transit to choose from or we could build a custom order together meeting your specifications at factory invoice. Hopefully we'll be hearing from uh, Senator Summers. Say if you're on Medicare and have been contacted by phone, text, or mail by someone claiming to represent Medicare or some other government agency, please be suspicious. And uh, we'll tell you more about that, but let's go to the lines. WICH, welcome. Yes, this is Heather Summers calling. Hey, Heather, we got you. How are you? Good. It's been a long time. It has. want to catch you for a few minutes here and... uh, Mm -hmm. I know you're involved in a lot of things. You had a meeting today, and uh, let's talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. You know, everybody complains about all the crime we have in the country, and then we hear certain things about criminals getting out without bail, uh, shortening sentences, and um, you're dealing with something in Connecticut I think our listeners should know about. Absolutely. Kind of give us an overview about it. Yes, well, um, here in the state of Connecticut, unbeknownst to me and many of my fellow legislators, including those who sit on the Judiciary Committee, I um, was approached by a family in the other part of the state who came to one of my coffee hours, and they came to speak with me directly about commutations in Connecticut. And this was brand new territory for me. I had not really given commutations a thought before meeting with this family. Because I had always thought, like many of us think, a commutation is given to a prisoner after they have served, let's say, 95% of their term mm-hmm. that they were given, and you know maybe they're sick, and they are let out with a commutation on a humanitarian reason. You know, maybe they have six months left or a year left or something. But I never thought that commutations were um, saving decades. And when I'm not exaggerating, when I'm saying decades off of violent criminals' um, sentences, these are criminals that have committed murder, rape, strangulation, kidnapping, stabbing, that have been either tried by a jury, found guilty, they've appealed those decisions, those appeals have failed, they have tried to get sentence modification, those have failed or some that have had plea agreements, which we all consider ironclad contracts. Someone mm-hmm. pleads to a lesser charge with a guarantee that that person will be in prison for X amount of time, not a day longer, not a day less. So when all else fails, what's been happening is they have been coming in front of our Board of Pardon and Paroles here in the state of Connecticut, which is a layperson's board they are the people that sit on this board are politically connected they do not have to have any experience in law enforcement or criminal justice and they are hand-picked by the governor to serve on this board the full-time members are paid and paid a lot of money and they decided in the time of covid to create a policy 
Now, our state statute does empower them to have a policy on commutation. They created a policy and started to expedite the number of commutations on their own terms, with their own mission established, without any notification to the legislature, to the governor's office, that this was going on. And what you saw was a change, it really, a paradigm shift, a dynamic change in what was happening with commutation. So prior to 2022, let's say from 2000, I believe it was 16 to 2022, so that span of time, there was five commutations granted, so not even one a year. 2022, we had nearly 100 commutations granted in the state of Connecticut. So what that means is that this board in pardon and parole was processing prisoners and commuting decades off their sentences. So 2022, 44 serious criminals, people that had committed murders, 44 murderers, and we're talking vicious murders. I went through them yesterday on the Senate floor, shooting a 13-year-old girl, killing an 88-year-old man uh, behind the counter in a convenience store. Um, somebody shot his wife. Shooting somebody over a $10 debt, and then once they have fallen to the ground, continuing to shoot them in the face. So these are, these are not people that have perhaps had a gambling problem and embezzled money. These are not mm -hmm. people that have committed larceny. These are hardened, vicious criminals. And we have commuted decades off their sentences. It is shocking. It's pitiful. And it's truly pitiful. It's, it's, it's absolutely outrageous. The, gen the public needs to know about this. There's risk of safety. Um, I'm somebody who believes in second chances, but especially when you have a plea deal, you have negotiated for a year with the prosecutor, the judge, the defense attorney, and you, as the person who's committed the crime, has agreed to take the plea deal, which is a contract, and says, I admit to this crime, I'm going to jail for, to take responsibility for my actions, and I have pled to a lesser charge, therefore I will spend this time in jail. Plea agreements are being overturned. So you again have a lay board who is deciding to overturn our sentencing judges, all the hard work of our prosecutors, of our defense attorneys, and think about the victimization of the families of the victims. So shouldn't the governor go in and, and kick some ass or what? <laughs> the governor in this state has delegated the authority of commutation to the Board of Pardon and Paroles. However, the governor certainly has the swag and the ability to speak with that board that he has personally appointed and say, we need to halt all commutations until the legislature until the general public, until the victims, families have an opportunity to look at this policy in the light of day and weigh in. There needs to be a public hearing. There needs to be input from the citizens of Connecticut to make sure this is the mission and this is the judiciary response and the system that we want here in the state of Connecticut. That decision should not be left to a member, 15-member group of politically appointed lay people. It just should not. It's wrong. And this came to me because a young woman, Elizabeth Carlson, 
who was viciously murdered by her stalking boyfriend in Newington, Connecticut. This poor young woman was gunned down in her own home where the, the perpetrator was hiding in her bedroom and she, you know, noticed he was there, tried to escape. He blocked the door and shot her seven times point blank against the door. And he's out. He filed for a commutation and they were going to give him... He was sent away on a plea deal. He also tried to kill her sister, mm-hmm. who ran down the road and escaped. Um, the family, obviously, extremely traumatized. You know, for, for some of us, it's, it's unimaginable losing a daughter, losing in, in that vicious way to somebody who used to be a family member. Um, you know, they decided to not go through with the trauma and the continual, um, you know, just erosion of their self through a trial and they all decided that it would be best to accept a plea deal that he had taken his plea deal was 42 years not a day more not a day less Mm -hmm. but now under this policy he has an ability to sign up for an application for commutation which he did and he was given good behavior because he happened to be a very brilliant 30 year old man when he did this and was a veterinarian so during COVID, he helped give COVID shots, so he got extra points. Now, his, his pre-screening was denied, but he spent very little time in jail. But the fact that he can even sign up and be possibly granted a commutation is wrong. So the Carlsons contacted me because they were not really aware this was happening, and they had notification from the Board of Pardon and Parole saying, Dear Mr. and Mrs. Carlson, in five days, the person who killed your daughter viciously will be coming to a pre-screening hearing to see if he can have his sentence commuted. (laughs) So they're giving the victim's families five days to unpack an entire murder trial and the trauma of losing their daughter to be able to get their thoughts together, get their words together, to go try to fight in front of the board and pardon and parole and say, do not allow his sentence to be commuted so five days is not nearly enough time i mean first of all and because his commutation hearing was denied the policy allows him to come back every three years so can you imagine having lost your child under these unimaginable circumstances and the person who committed the crime you think hey i have an ironclad contract this person's going away. I don't have to think about that person for 42 years. But now every three years, you're going to have to go back to the bar to court of pardon and parole and relive this trauma and basically go through a trial every three years on something that should have been already adjudicated. I mean, this is just outrageous. I'm hearing from family members after family members. Another case was a young boy who had been sexually molested and assaulted and then beaten to death. And the worst part is he was three years old. Oh my God. His perpetrator took a plea deal so they threw out the sexual charges. So he is in jail for just beating a three-year-old child to death. He can sign up for a commutation. A Lindquist family's murderer can sign up for a commutation. Everyone is eligible. It is outrageous. It is unfair. It is unjust. And I'm standing on the side of the victim's families. Those people have been given a life sentence 
when the perpetrator took their loved one away. And we in the state of Connecticut should not be re-victimizing these families and allowing this policy to continue. I have to tell you, of all the votes that we've taken, I was sickened by the vote yesterday in the Senate. The chair of the Board of Pardoning and Paroles may be the nicest guy in the world, Carlton Giles. He's had this job. He was a police officer. He's a pastor. He may be the nicest person. Mm -hmm. I don't know him personally, but his policy is so flawed. It is wrong. It is unfair to the families, and he should no longer be on the, the committee, in my opinion, because he is the one who crafted this policy. He is the one who has pushed this policy through. He was the chairman. The governor has taken some steps, and I applaud him for that, but it's not enough. We don't need window dressing. We need action. And he has removed Giles as the chairman. But as I said on the Senate floor, that's like removing the cat, the ship's captain and just putting him in the lounge chair on the Lido deck. He's still there. He still has influence. You know, you can't just reshuffle the deck of the Titanic. You need to have a clear and new pathway, a new mission, and a new person at the helm without the influence of um, someone who has directed this board of pardon and paroles for years now. And I honestly felt that Mr. Giles should not be reappointed. Oh, and this is a you. highly paid position. You know, he makes about $160,000 a year as the chair. And as a full-time person, it's about $110,000. So these people are getting paid to let murderers out, criminals out on the street. And this is wrong, and no one knows about it. We have been, I have been sounding the alarm now for close to a month. It has been all over the news. This is something I find ironic. It's been in the Hartford Current. It's been on national news. We were asked to go on national news with Audrey to talk about what's happening in Connecticut. The local paper here, the Norwich Bulletin, the day, no one covers it. So our local folks here in southeastern Connecticut probably don't know this is going on. It's been on the front page of the Hartford Current. It's on the front page again today on the Hartford Current. But we are not going to stop until this policy is changed because it's wrong. I think of my fellow colleague, Joe Delacruz, who was a state representative who lost his stepson in a tragic, tragic situation in Groton. His, uh, the person who perpetrated his crime fled. They had to catch him. They brought him back. You know, under a jury, a trial by jury, he was finally sentenced. Does the Delacruzes want him to be able to come and sign up for a commutation? You know, I haven't spoken to them directly, but I would bet not. I mean, it's just so wrong, and it's time that the state of Connecticut stand by victims and their families. I think you can provide second chances, but this is outrageous. This is just not okay. And when you see sentences, like yesterday, I read off the details of the 44 murderers. I didn't go through all of them because it was just it's going to take way too long. But I probably went through 25 of them. There was one case where the person had murdered three people, used an, a firearm that was illegal. He was sentenced to 100 years in prison. Mm -hmm. They shaved off 68 years off his sentence. Oh, my God. We're talking significant. This isn't like taking a few years here or there. This is every single one of them, 20 years, 25 years, 35 years, 44 years. These people should be stamped years. with uh, the... the uh Letters NC, no commutation when they are booked, and that should be the end of it. Absolutely. I don't know. You know, once, you know, the general public that has learned of this is outraged. 
but we need to make sure that we spread the word here in the state of Connecticut because when you saw those votes in the Senate, it was stomach turning. Here we know, you know, there's, there's like the victims are sitting in the gallery as these people are voting to reinstate the person so who created is this, this primarily policy. is this primarily a political thing is it mostly uh democrats it voting not be political but it is turned political it's turned so political yesterday you saw in the senate two democrats join the republicans in saying no and i want to applaud them too senator hartley and senator austin made the right decisions in joining us and saying no this is wrong how can you repeat this behavior um and i hope people are paying attention I will tell you, Audrey Carlson, her senator who represents her district, talked to her, and he voted to support this guy. Audrey's not going to forget that. How did Chris and Murphy? He, how did Chris Murphy vote? Oh, he's in he's in federal, so he wasn't there. Okay, he so, wasn't there. Okay, right. So, um, but she has an army of support behind her, and they are paying attention. They are going to be active and working. They want people that are listening to them to be their representative or their senator. So um, we're not going to stop. You know, I think the general public will be outraged the more and more they learn about what's happening. And I think one of the worst parts about this is that no one knew this was happening. If it wasn't for Audrey Carlson and her husband, Bruce, coming to my coffee hour from Newington, Connecticut to Stonington Mm -hmm. to meet me, and to say, will you help me? Will you do something? I would have never known this was happening. I wouldn't have known either. I wouldn't have known. Adam uh, let me know. I know you work with him, and we have you on the show, but I I didn't know about it, and I looked at a did a double take and uh, wanted to get you on. Our ranking member who sits on the Judiciary Committee had no idea. Mm -hmm. Because when I went back and I said to Senator Kissel, you're on Judiciary. Do you know this is going on? He, he, like, shook his head and said, Heather, what are you talking about? And as he learned more and more, you could see the outrage. And John is an amazing senator. He's been there for, I think, 26 years, maybe 28. He is amazingly smart, mild-mannered. I've never seen him really become angry. But he was so emotionally charged how wrong this is and that we need to get to the bottom of this. But, Heather, isn't this uh, the mentality over the country now, all over the country, where there's no bail? They're letting people, they're not even charging some people with uh, terrible crimes, abuse, murder, this or that. Isn't that the way it is in uh, some states all over the country? I mean, look at, like, San Francisco's falling apart, right? Whole Foods who established themselves yeah. in San Francisco is like, we're out, we're leaving, because there's it's lawless, right? There's people stealing things, it's not safe. And, you know, that's what people see. I mean, we have people in Connecticut. I, I'm not a fear monger. I don't want people to feel that they're afraid, but that's how they feel, right? Sure. And then you hear the Democrats in the Senate saying, well, we're so safe, we're, we're tough on crime. I'm like, did you just hear that we let 44 pardoned murderers have their sentences commuted? Are you not listening? So it, it, it is like blinders. And, um, you know, you're seeing it across. There was just an article I read in, the, in a European magazine that talked about our cities, how people are fleeing our cities in the United States because of the crime rate, the lawlessness, you know, the attack on our police, which is unfounded. And so people... Average people are just 
picking up and leaving because of what is happening in our cities. And I am someone, like I said, that believes in second chances. If you did something really dumb when you were a young person and you have shown that you have, um, you know, changed your ways and you can contribute to society, I'm all for giving you a second chance. But just let's remember how hard it is to convict somebody in the state of Connecticut and how hard it is to actually do all the work to create, you know, to create the case, to, to move the case forward and to have, you know, a jury find somebody beyond a reasonable doubt be guilty of a crime. So these people have all gone through that. They've appealed it through our system. That has been denied. They have tried to go back in front of judges to have their sentences modified. The judges have said no. So now they go to the Board of Pardon and Parole we say, yep, and let's take decades off your sentence. So now, of course, that information is spreading through our corrections like wildfire, right? And what else do you have to do if you're inside than create ways to file your application to have your sentences commuted? Last year, there was, I believe this year, there's already 441 people signed up to try to have their sentence commuted. To this day, we have already commuted 25 sentences. Last year was nearly 100. Well, I'm, you know, I'm glad we we're spreading the word here. Anymore? You know? Uh, and what does that say? You know, I, the opposing side will say, well, you need to give people second chances. Oh, my that God. That may be true, but you know what? In cases where you've taken someone's life, what second chance does the person that you killed have? You know, these people that say it, I wonder if it was one of their children, they would say the same thing. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. But, you of course know, not. You know, the dead can't speak. They don't get a second chance. Isn't it amazing, though? Happening. Isn't it amazing, though? And I only have a couple of minutes, Heather. It's good to talk to you. I want everybody to know about this. But many times we'll read of a heinous crime in the country, and then they mention the previous times these people were arrested, and you think, why in the world would they back out on the streets? Right. I mean, this is the trend. All, and they say, well, why is there so much crime? Repetitive crime, criminals. Right. Well, you know, I think about the Lindquist trial, right? That person had been in jail. He was let out a little bit early. He didn't get any better in in, in jail. He got no. worse, right? Mm -hmm. And then look what happened to that poor family in Griswold. But someone like him, you know, the people that committed the Pettit trial, nobody's off limits. Everybody can come in and file an application to have their sentence commuted. And it's clear that this board of pardon and parole, for them... Under 30 years is the magic number, because when you look at the sentences being commuted, um, if you were given 60 years, they would commute it by 30, so you're under 30. 100 years, commuted the sentence by 68 years, took 68 years off of that sentence. After a judge had sat there and deliberated what is an appropriate sentence for the kind and the depth of the crime that was committed. I can't imagine how discouraged I would be if I were a judge mm -hmm. that had to deal with criminal work and I had to deal with sentencing. Well, I think because you, I feel uh, like my expertise doesn't matter, right? You can just go in front of this lay board and they'll say, "Oh yeah, sure." After ten years, come to us and we'll we'll 
you know, we'll save off decades off your sentence. Or the prosecutors. The, or the, the big thing for me, though, is the victim's family. You know, when, when, when Bruce Carlson and Audrey hold a picture of their beautiful daughter um, whose whole life was ahead of her and taken so violently and so viciously, and they thought that the person that did that could actually try to get out of his plea deal and get out early is beyond, you know... Well, Senator Summers, it's, I'm glad you're on because now people in this part of the state I know have not heard of this and are now privy to it, and that's very important to get the word around. It would be around. interesting to ask why the day or the Norris Bulletin don't cover it. Yeah, what's the but deal on that? Don't. Politics? What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I would have to ask them. It's one of the biggest stories in mm-hmm. the state. It has been, I, as I said, on the national news, it's all over Capitol Report. It's in the Post, the Mirror, the Carford Current, multiple times on the front page. And I've been told that there will be a big article in the Hartford Current this coming Sunday on it. Mm-hmm. And our local papers are nowhere to be found. Well, thank you, uh, Heather. When you're in the area, I hope you can come by. Absolutely. Now, I'd love to come by sometime, and we could have callers call in and ask whatever questions they would like. Hopefully, I would be able to answer. Well, thank you. Good to hear from you. Have a okay. great day. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks. My goodness. Hi, WICH. Hey, Senator Summers, uh, shouldn't these people be screened by a psychiatrist before they're they're granted uh, commutation? Oh, she just left. Uh, oh, did she? I'm sorry, uh, sorry, you had to hold on so long, but. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I'm not okay. as nice. I'm not as nice as you are. I would not let them out a second earlier. Yeah, I know, I know, but but when you have to go by what they tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ought to be able to say, well, I want him screened by a psychiatrist before I agree. Well, at least that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, right. thank you. Okay. Well, now that we're all worked up a little bit, let me take a short break here. The 2023 UConn Football Spring Showcase returns to on campus to Maroney Stadium on Saturday, April 22nd at 1.30. Be a part of the reload and get the first look at the Huskies following last season's Myrtle Beach Bowl appearance. There will be food vendors family-friendly activities, and more. Claim your free ticket to the event today at UConnHuskies.com. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, and we have laundry appliances that just fit. Fit your space, fit your needs, and fit your budget. Like a new Samsung laundry set with large capacity, so you spend less time doing laundry. And with sensor-dry technology to automatically optimize time and temperature... You'll spend less energy on it, too. Save up to $600 on this Samsung laundry set in-store and online during Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. If you're on Medicare and have been contacted by phone, text, or mail by someone claiming to represent Medicare or some other government agency, be suspicious. They are probably scammers. Scammers work to steal your Medicare number and other personal information so they can bill Medicare. Learn how to protect yourself from these scams. Contact Senior Medicare Patrol, your local area agency on aging. In Connecticut, call 1-800-994-9422. That's 1-800-994-9422. 
Learn about Senior Medicare Patrol, a federally funded program helping older adults, their family members, and caregivers protect personal identification information from these scammers. Call 1-800-994-9422. 1-800-994-9422. Support for Senior Medicare Patrol comes from the U.S. Administration for Community Living, Department of Health and Human Services. Senior Medicare Patrol opinions do not necessarily represent the views of ACL. So maybe we need to build more jails if they want to clean them out. I don't. You're on the air. Welcome. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Okay. I can take a call, but Senator Summers is really uh, spreading the word around. Why hasn't the day and why hasn't the bulletin put it in? What do you think that is? This is a big story. Big story. I can take a short call. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. I'm kind of a little late with this, but I was wondering if anybody out there has gotten contacted at their house by someone representing WellCare. WellCare. And they stopped by the house, pulled in and talking and and uh, saying, I got all these benefits from WellCare. And I said, Is it, what, do you sell insurance? He said, no, it's part of your Medicare. No, no. Just wondering yeah. if anybody else out there has gotten... Uh, anything because he asked me for my information and I did give it to him. Well, don't do that. It's already too late. But um, I was, you know, we've been, we've been talking about it. And if, if you have the I, time, I, this was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then you came on saying about your commercial about con- getting contacted by yeah. Pony Insurance. If anybody out there has heard of this well care or if they've been contacted at their home, have them give you a call so I can hear it. All right, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Once again, these things are going around on the phone and on your at your door, but call 1-800-994. It's the only way to stop it. 1-800-994-9422. And support the uh, Senior Medicare Patrol. 1-800-994-9422. Nobody's going to come to your door. Believe me, they're not going to come to your door. And many people who make these phone calls, they're not legitimate. So don't give them any information. Nothing. But call 1-800-994-9422. That's why we're spreading the word on that. At WICHAM and FM. Well, it was a fast four hours today. We're very busy. Thank you for all your phone calls and your points of view. You know, all opinions are welcome here, and uh, hopefully the local papers this weekend will put a, an article in about what's been going on with the Justice Department in this state, commutations for people who murdered people. Hmm? I hope they put it in. If they don't, you, you should give them a call and say, hey, where are you with this news? And it's something that a lot of people didn't know about. So that's why we wanted to have Senator Heather Summers on the program. On Monday, 1 o'clock, there's been a big controversy about an abortion drug. And we're going to have a guest on that. It's very controversial and very confusing, and I'll learn about it myself. So that'll be at 1 o'clock on Monday. In the meantime, you know Keith C. Rice will be in. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend. 
Thank you for being with us. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310, 94.5 FM. As always, please be kind to each other. Please stay up on things that you should know about. All sides. Personality